Blog Talk Radio.
If you missed last show, you missed the treat with Brother Kalo and Brother Kaya, uh from Tanzania talking about, um, again, this topic that we're talking about, moving out of America, why are African Americans moving to Ghana and elsewhere is the title. Uh, but the part one was last week, and I thought they did a wonderful, wonderful job, and I do mean that. They covered so much ground, my goodness. Um, so it was a blessing to have had those brothers on last week, just talking about it, moving first and foremost uh, in the spirit. You know, everything starts in the spirit. Everything you see, taste, touch, and smell, if you think about it, family, it was first a thought. Okay, everything, everything, including the planet. The planet was actually spoken into existence. I believe it. That's what the scriptures say. And uh, it's still, that law, that spiritual law is still what creates things in our world to this very moment. We have to see a thing, declare it, believe it, declare it, continually declare it, speak it, see it in our minds, in our spirits, declare it. And that is what created the very planet we're on right now, every day. All of the businesses, everything is a thought. It has to be a thought, has to be spoken, has to be a thought, has to be believed on first and foremost. And folks, so uh, uh, they just talked about coming out of uh, Babylon, coming out of America, out of uh, Revelation 18 and 4, where Scripture says, Come out of here, my people, that you may not partake of her destruction. So we look to that same uh, Ruach tonight, the Father, uh, as the song said in the beginning, Yahweh, or many of you say Yahuwah. But we know that there was those four letters, uh, Yod and the Have, Wise and Have, that these uh, early uh, Bible translators came upon, and they was afraid of those letters, the Yod, Y, Have, H, Wise, W, Have, H. And many say Yahweh. Some say Yahweh. There's many, many different pronunciations. Um, none of us was there, but we do the research, and we trust a lot of these men that we research from. So we kind of divide it, and that's what happened when men pencil their opinions about uh, holy matters. So, But we're trying. And so we just call on this Elohim, Yahweh of Israel, or the scriptures say Yah, Jah of Israel, and that is why we say Hallelujah. So tonight, again, welcome, welcome to Five Smooth Stones. Um, again, I'm Brother Seth. Uh, if y'all want to get a hold of me for any reason, I don't often get my email out, so here you go. My email is Seth, S-E-T-H dot, M as in Mary, dot, Turner, at Gmail. One more time, Seth, that's my name, dot, M as in Mary, dot, Turner, at gmail.com. Go ahead and let us know any suggestions or comments, concerns, and we'll get back with you. I'll get back with you as soon as possible. Folks, listen, tonight is a very powerful show. Again, again, this is part two, and we're going to be uh, wrestling that same topic. Uh, why are African Americans moving to Ghana and and elsewhere? They're not just moving to Ghana. They're moving Elsewhere as well, including, including, I, I, w- I was going to say the the most popular location, but I don't know if I can say that yet, but I would say this, most people are planning to wind up in Israel, but they're going through Africa, Africa, 
as a uh, a pit stop, if you will, or or I don't know if that's the proper terminology to be saying on a blog show, but they plan on going there first and then on to Israel. A lot of people don't feel comfortable going into Israel because according to Scripture, we don't believe that the people in that land that's ruling right now is 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 Israel is true bloodline Israel. So pretty much what happens if you go to Israel now, you're just exchanging Trump for another Trump, or Bush for another Bush, or or this president for another president over there. It's the same type of setup, or even Obama. So So they, they feel like when you go there, it's still not the time. The scripture talks about a remnant returning the scripture, your Bible. In your Bible, family and friends, it talks about a remnant of the true Israelites are returning to their homeland. And the Father, as you know, many of you know because you read your Bible, you're up on Scripture. You know that a, um, the Bible in the Scriptures, it, um, there's a man named Abraham, our forefathers. The Father had a conversation with him um, where he told him of uh, how he would bless his remnant and, and they would be as the stars not able to count. Of course, that was including the spiritual Jew at that time, but he also talks about how his natural Jew was going to be blessed, and through the natural Jew, through his loins, through the natural, through his children, uh, I should say Israelites more appropriately, uh, will all the nations be blessed. And we believe this is how the spiritual Jew, who now has to just trust in the the, the uh, finished work of Calvary and trust in the Most High and follow that Ruach daily can become a Jew by spirit. But tonight's show is pretty much about the natural Jew, those that have their hearts circumcised. They're not just bloodline Israelites or bloodline Jews from the loins of Abraham, but uh, they are natural Jew. Uh, we believe in the Father was speaking to Abraham and he talked about his seed, uh, uh, him not, uh, him blessing his seed forever. Y'all bear with me. I'm doing two or three things at one time. Uh, we believe, and the scripture more importantly states that the Father would not utterly cast away his people, though he chastised them for a season. Uh, the scriptures, various scriptures, talks about how he would chastise them, but he would not utterly cast them down or cast them away. Uh, even though in many cases they definitely, definitely deserved it. So he has an everlasting covenant with Abraham to bless his seed. And so he said that when they would go into captivity after a season, he would redeem them. Uh, and he mentioned a remnant of them because he knew that they would be a rebellious people. So he said, I would redeem a remnant of them, just just for my name's sake, not because of their righteousness, really, but for his name's sake will he redeem this remnant. And that is what we think is happening today. We have been in this country, uh, African Americans I'm talking about, have been in this country, USA I'm talking about, although we believe there's Israelites scattered throughout the four corners. This show primarily is concentrating on the African American, not the other scattered Israelites at this time. Okay, we'll probably mention those other Israelites uh, uh, of the 12 tribes scattered, but tonight we want to focus on the uh, uh, coming out of America of these African Americans slash Jews slash Israelites. That's what we believe. Now, if you listen to the show tonight, you don't buy none of that about the whole Hebrew thing. Don't worry. The show is really not going to be heavily talking about that. 
so much as we're talking about moving to one of the specific popular places out of America, and that is to Ghana. Our guest will be on tonight speaking about Ghana. So Ghana is on in the spotlight tonight. If you don't believe we're Israelites, not a problem. Keep listening. And uh, by the way, you should really re uh, uh, re uh, check that check that out, investigate, do a little bit more investigating because the scriptures prove it beyond a shadow of doubt. So anyway, uh, that's what's we're happening. That's what's happening tonight. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and uh, uh, I'll just cover a few more things, and then we'll we'll, we'll talk about some things here. Um, Tell you what, let's read the show's description, and that way we'll kind of fine-tune what the show is about tonight and what it is not, because I forget there are some of you that have called the phone lines and you don't know what we're talking about. You just call that phone out, that phone line every week. So I'll go ahead and read the show's description for you, okay? All right. A little Bob Martin in the background. name of this cut is called Exodus. Exodus. And that's what's happening. Many of our people have had enough. Folks, they're moving. Not everybody. Not even most people. But there are people moving for sure. You know, some people have it like that. They don't have a family. They uh, they don't have a big family that they're connected to. And some people have the wherewithal to kind of be dual citizens. A lot of people looking at that. But a lot of people are tired. And after all, you know what? People are moving to Paris, moving to, uh, you know, London, moving to Germany. Nobody says anything. Why do we Why do we oppose the idea of moving to a place where we all come from? Folks, we better quit buying these lies about Africa. Y'all saw the pictures I sent out. A lot of technology. A lot of wittiness. A lot of inventions, a lot of great things happening in the motherland. Don't buy what your oppressors tell you about Africa. When I say oppressors, I'm talking about those in power that have the strings to the media. Don't buy what these people are saying. You heard the brother last week. Crime is actually lower in Ghana as it is in the USA. I know the USA is a bigger country, but I'm just telling the truth. Per capita. Anyway, this is what I sent out to many of you. This is the show's description. Why are African Americans moving to Ghana and elsewhere? In part two of this series, our guest, Brother K. Lowe of Ghana, shared the ABCs of moving to Ghana. Information on groups inviting African Americans to the motherland. Ghana's highly publicized boom economy and high-technology ventures, and more. Okay? One more time, I'll read that. In part two of this series, our guest, Brother K. Law of Ghana, shares the ABCs of moving to Ghana, info on groups inviting African Americans to the motherland, Ghana's highly publicized booming economy and high-technology ventures, and more. After centuries of frustrations, and amid widespread widespread crimes in the USA by those in authority to watch African Americans and their descendants. Many are choosing to relocate to Africa's most respected nations, including Ghana. 
then thousands of other African Americans who now have biblical proof of them being Israelites believe, according to the Bible, their 400 years of captivity is ending and plan to return to their homeland, Israel. One more time, I'll read that one. After centuries of frustrations and amid widespread crimes in the USA by those in authority towards African Americans and their descendants, many are choosing to relocate to Africa's most respected nations, including Ghana. Then thousands of other African Americans who now have biblical proof of them being Israelites believe, according to the Bible, their 400 years of captivity is ending and make plans to return to their homeland, Israel. Tonight, although several destinations, there's one common mandate, to obey the Father who said, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Revelations 18 and 4. So there is biblical mandates, and there's other scripture that talks about coming out of her, my people, um, as well as a remnant returning to the land of Israel, the true Jews, the true Israelites. And we'll get into that a little bit more, all right? Okay. But anyway, folks, again, I want to thank you for your time. Again, you listen to Five Smooth Songs. We've done over 380 shows dealing with topics just like this, and uh, we're just excited um, for that. I want to just, um, if I could, Let's see here. I want to play a little something some I got earlier. Uh, just a little bit about a little bit about Ghana. It's just a little something I found. Um, this this, this uh, beautiful young lady, her accent is a little bit strong, but I think y'all can understand. Just a few little things. This is just a little something I found about uh, Ghana. I thought it was interesting from the tour, tourism. Actually, she's called Miss Tourism. I guess they have a Miss Tourism for what that's worth. And then, you know, like Miss America or Miss World, she's Miss Tourism. But her uh, her accent I thought was pretty thick. But let's see if you can understand her, and we'll be right back, folks. Welcome to my beautiful country, Ghana. My name is Geraldine Atasapo, and I am representing Ghana in this year's Miss Tourism World pageant. Visit my nation, Ghana, and you are sure to find the friendliest and warmest group of people on the African continent. It is indeed our character to instantly welcome everyone, regardless of their race, gender, or ethnicity. The Gold Coast, as we originally called it, is a land full of precious minerals. Led by Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, we gained our independence in 1957 and our name changed to Ghana. Our chiefs and queens are mostly adorned with so much gold as a celebration of our rich culture and also the presence of gold in Ghana. Ghana is endowed with so much natural resources and beautiful landscapes. Besides the abundance of gold, we also have diamond, silver, bauxite, and just recently our biggest discovery, oil. 
The rich, dark, healthy chocolate you love so much comes from cocoa grown in my country, Ghana. We are very proud to be counted amongst one of the top producing cocoa countries in the world. Our tourist sites are so regal and exude rich African heritage and culture. The Mentia Palace, the home of the Asantehini, and the place of cultural preservation is one of the many tourist sites that display the richness of our culture. The Larabanga Mops is also one of the most visited sites in the country with its beautiful, mysterious northern tribe architectural design. Come down south and you will see our energetic men at sea fishing for the best seafood imaginable. My people dress in the rich colors of our kinti, which historically represented royalty. So, on special occasions and holidays, it is a sight to behold as everyone wears the beautiful fabrics of our culture. I love my country Ghana, and the reason is simple. Ghana, we represent peace, love, and togetherness. Unity emanates from every street corner, every delicious cuisine we serve, from the clothes and jewelry we wear, the zeal we possess, and hope we hold on to for a better tomorrow. I love my Ghana. Again, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the show we're talking about African Americans moving to Ghana and elsewhere. Elsewhere. Not just Ghana, folks. So listen, like the song says, all we ever do is win. When we're following the Ruach, the Holy Spirit. I don't know what these boys are talking about, but y'all know what I mean. I just like the little, the, the hook. All we ever do is win. That's if we're following the Most High and really, truly, truly. If he has our heart, just a little something for the young people. Folks, listen, um, you may not be interested in this topic right now. It may be, it may just be something you kind of just listen to to just kind of, you know, pass the time away. But, folks, I'm telling you, uh, when the fire turns up, fire meaning uh, oppression for our people according to Scripture, uh, it, that is what's supposed to happen. You know, the Scriptures is going to be fulfilled. The scriptures, the book, the Bible, all these prophecies precedes us. They'll be here. They was here before us and after us. They're like universal laws. They are the ultimate universal laws, folks. These scriptures are going to be fulfilled one way or the other. And if we were wise, we would line our lives up. Line our lives up according to these prophecies. Now, while we can't stop a lot of these things, it's going to happen because, again, it's prophetic, meaning it's, it's from the scriptures. We can survive if we obey the Spirit. Now, let me explain something really quickly because I got to thinking about this and somebody said, well, I mean, I know somebody is saying, I know somebody's thinking, well, Brother Seth, what about you? You're still in the States. You know, why would you be doing a show talking about leaving? Let me just say this. The safest place for us, anyone listening to this show, because this show is not just for African Americans. This show is for anyone that the Spirit leads this way. 
and I and I talk like that because I really believe that. And there are all types of people listening, saying, "What about me and my family? I'm not an African American. If things are about to go down, what am I supposed to do? If this brother really is on to something." So we're not just providing information just for African Americans, but I make no qualms about it. It is to it is for African Americans or for the Israelites first and foremost. That that right there is the truth. So I just want to say that, okay? If something is to happen and you are a father and you're supposed to be a provider or a protector, this show will be of interest to you. This show will be of interest to you. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Folks, listen. If the scripture is true and the and there really is going to be a shaking. There really is going to be something that is coming upon America that is really going to cause a lot of pain and sorrow and death and destruction. I would think any father would heed it and try to find out what the Spirit is saying for his family's protection. Let me just talk a little bit personally about me because I know a lot of my friends and family are listening. They say, well, what about you? You know, you, you know. this is what I believe. I believe my the, the safest place is in the will of the Father. Wherever he tells you to go, whenever he tells you to go. I believe the safest place for Brother Seth right now is being like a trumpet warning people doing these blog shows and trying to get close to the spirit myself getting sin out of my life myself it's easier said than done but I think what I need to be doing is listen to the scriptures trying to get an understanding and being what I believe I'm called to do to be a trumpet or to be that man up on the wall that 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 you know in the um, the watchman on the wall that blows the trumpet when he sees the enemy and in Israel was to prepare for war various ways today that would mean that's what I believe I'm called to do one of these days when probably when the fires turn up brother Seth I hope to be among the number that make the decision to move out but I think all of us need to be getting information getting information, getting information, talking to our family where we can, to start entertaining the idea of life outside of America. I know the generation that I live in, over 50 years old, they're not going to where I already know that. These people, some of them are knocking on death's door this early, and some of them, you know, they just stuck in their ways, they're not going to where. But it's going to take the fire being turned up for a lot of us to see even clear what this show is designed to do tonight. Remember, folks, we're not welded in America, you know, a semen in America to where we just don't have options. We are grown people. We can even have dual citizenships. There is options for especially those that trust in the Most High. And I want to present shows that will get us to get us to start thinking and entertaining the idea of life outside of America. The Most High can save you wherever you're at. But if you're in a zone or in an atmosphere of hate and it, it's turned up and we begin to see even clear those that have the heart of Donald Trump, 
some of y'all still think he's our friend, but let's just say the heart of a, a, a lot of this blatant racism, hatred we see, when you can see it really clearly and it's every day in your face and it's, it's, it's turned up, people are dying more, people are oppressed more, it, it's, if it, you know, uh, it's knocking on your door, those of us that don't follow the Holy Spirit and, 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 have, and the Father have our heart, you know, and we're seeking Him like we really need to. If you're not doing that, it, it will knock on your door uh, to come near your dwelling. But the Scripture promises that if those of us that choose to obey the Father, choose to walk in His Holy Spirit or His Ruach, He promises us protection. There's many scriptures talking about Him protecting us and being our healer and all these things. Don't think, folks, this stuff that's happened to us just out of luck and uh, we just, you know, we're just in the hands of the enemy and we just can't do nothing and we just stuck. Yeah, I don't believe that. I think we're stuck when we're not obedient to the Father. That's when you're stuck. That's when you're just in trouble. But if we're following the Spirit, the Spirit is going to lead us into life more abundantly. That's what I believe. That's what Brother Seth believes. It's too many testimonies, billions of testimonies that say, that say just that, that if you trust Him like the Scriptures say, if you believe in Him like the Scriptures say, if you seek to get close to Him like the Scriptures say, you read the Scriptures daily and you spend that quiet time with Him like the Scriptures say, if you do these things, you will be you will get closer to Him and, and, and we see less uh, less problems when we do these things. And that's just not for me, that's for anybody. It's just a universal law, really. So, again, the safest place it's not in Ghana or not in Israel, but it's following the will of the Father. But if we look at scriptures, the scriptures, it does talk about America. It does talk about her end. All great empires fall. When do you think America's supposed to fall? That's the question I got for you. When do you think America's supposed to fall? You think it's just supposed to last forever? You know, I know how the Father said he would spare Sodom and Gomorrah for, for righteousness, but... When the scriptures say certain things is supposed to happen to Sodom and Gomorrah and America, it is going to happen. There are times he will spare a nation for for the righteous sake, but there also is something called prophecies that must be fulfilled. And so when do you think it's supposed to happen? <laughs> anyway, folks. Tonight's show is just to give people tools that have made that decision. Uh, tonight's show is to give people tools that haven't made that decision, uh, but uh, to give people something to think about, to start thinking about it. And because what you don't want to do is look up and this fire is turned up and you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You haven't even thought about it. And that's what Brother Seth is all about tonight. That's what I'm trying to do with the help of the Father. That's what I'm trying to do right now is just simply trying to help our brothers and sisters as well as others see that America truly, truly, truly is going to fall. And I believe it's sooner than later. We also want to shine the spotlight on the prophecy that America, that African, excuse me, we want to shine the spotlight on the scriptures that talks about the Israelites, a remnant of them returning to Israel. 
We want to talk about that because there's lots of scriptures talking about that, talking about the Israelites or the Jews being scattered to the four corners. Y'all know that's in the scriptures. And that is where the true Jew or the true Israelites are at. They're scattered. They're not in the land of Israel. Although we believe that some African Americans have went to Israel who are authentic bloodline natural Jews, we believe and, and, and definitely acknowledge that. But I'm talking about the bulk, the millions and millions that are predestined to return. The big return has not happened yet. Those people in Israel today is living under a, a, the same type of oppression in some ways that we are. They do have it a whole lot better than we do. They don't see police shootings and all of that, but they are still, that is still not the freedom, not the salvation that the Father promised Israel when they come into their land and when the other nations embrace them once the world see who we are, how the other nations will embrace them and protect them. They won't even need an army. People, nations, people and nations want the blessings of Yahweh, or Yah, or Yahuwah, or the Most High. They want His blessings on them, and they know that the Scripture says, folks are not stupid now, especially these, these leaders of nations. They, some of them know who we are. You might not know. You may not be uh, uh, concerned with it, or you may not be uh, convinced of it, may think we're smoking on some, but there are those in power that know that those people in Israel today is the punishment that the Father said he would call if the true nation of Israel rebelled. Talking about scriptures like Revelation 2 and 9 and Revelation 3 and 9 that says, I know those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. And then Revelation 3 and 9 says, Behold, I know those who say they are Jews. It says, I will, Behold, I will make them come and worship at thy feet. Those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. So two different scriptures in Revelation talks about a people coming into Israel being truly from the synagogue of Satan and not from biological uh, Israel. Uh, and so we've got to know that, folks, because remember the scriptures, no matter what, no matter what must be fulfilled. We are all kind of like, I don't like to turn pawns in a game because it's not a game, but we're all being moved around prophecy. Those prophets were inspired by the scriptures, by the Most High, excuse me, to write, and I believe no matter what, those prophecies are going to come to pass. His world, word cannot fail. Again, folks, you've been listening to Five Smooth Songs, and I'm Brother Seth, and we're just talking here tonight about why are African Americans moving to Ghana and elsewhere, waiting on our guests to uh, show. Uh, go ahead and press one, Brother uh, Kalo, if you're in the house, where we can see you and bring you on. That's who I'm waiting on. Y'all haven't figured that out. But it's been some good stuff I've mentioned. I hope you've been listening. Remember, all these shows are, re are recorded. You can, you can listen uh, in the archives after the show go off. And by the way, while I'm thinking about it, I just want to remind those who've been uh, following Five Songs, excuse me, listening to Five Songs over the years to follow the show. Please follow the show. You like what we hear, you like what we do, 
you like what we talk about, you like the guests we bring on, follow the show. Just simply, that link you, you got, simply click on the follow button. It's going to ask you to sign into blog, excuse me, uh, Facebook or or. Uh, It'll, it'll, it'll have you signing into Facebook or Twitter, and it'll send the, the reminder there that Five Smooth Songs is happening to show. That's all it's going to do to you. It's not going to do anything else. None, it's not going to touch your private settings or none of that or send you junk mail. It's just going to let you know when we are doing shows. Please, please follow Five Smooth Songs. That's all we ask of you. We don't ask for any money, anything like that. And y'all are getting superb, superior, godly programming. Uh, uh, from us. Okay, I think Brother Kalo is in the house. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go to him, and then I'll come to the private caller with their hand up. Someone have their hand up. We'll come to you in a, after we bring on the guest here. Please be patient with me. Okay, Erico 936-645. I think this is Brother Kalo. Brother Kalo, are you in the house? Yeah. Hello? Well, how you doing, brother? How you doing? Oh, man. I haven't talked to you since I was in Dallas. Um, um, and you told me that I had a spirit of okay, confusion. Okay, hold, hold on a second. I'm thinking you're the guest, Kalo. Who am I? Go ahead and give me your name and, and where in your city, because I think I got the wrong person. That's okay, too, though. But what, who am I speaking uh, with in what city? Marquise Lane from uh, Nacogdoches. But um, I met you in Dallas at a, host, at a hospital one time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the brother I met at the hospital. Uh, say your name again, Marquise? Marquise Lane. And, like, um, I figured out, like, God had showed me everything that I had, had dealt with and during that time and, like, showed me a lot of things that's going on with this nation at this time. Like, he told me, like, that I had, had trusted a witch and I had got dealt with Santa Morta, which was a spirit of Cain and Esau. And like it was crazy how like like it was like showing me that I I was going through like spirit of death, like it was following me, like it was following me, it was sort of like final destination where like death was missing me but it was hitting my family. And it was hitting my family and it was showing like and it was like like Satan was trying to make me feel guilty for it as if I did it. And I didn't understand that. You know, and then, um, like, when I started, when I met you or whatever, you would tell me to get back with y'all or whatever and go back to church. And, like, I started back going back, but I didn't, like, stay in church. I just took the vow of, you know, asking Jesus into my heart, but I didn't ever just stay into church. And it seemed like, like, all, I started losing all control. Like, I started losing my memory. I started losing, like, my energy, my strength. I lost all of it, and, um, like, I got dealt with some um, Mason brothers, and they tried to, like, bring me in or whatever, and I was scared to go do with them because they was trying to, I thought they was trying to kill me, but, like, the spirit of Esau is real, like, that is real, like, it's real prophetic, and, like, God has told me, like, like, I was warned against the spirit. I made a sacrifice that was, wasn't right. Mm. Well, well, listen, uh, brother, you say Marquis, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Let me do this because I, I really appreciate your testimony, and I remember this brother, everybody, just so y'all know what he's talking about. I met this brother at the hospital. I was up there seeing a relative, and I began to share with him because he looked very, very depressed. 
And when I see people looking that depressed, I know sometimes you got to see something because they, they can blow in a minute, so to speak. That's how he looked at it, like he was about to just let somebody have it. So I began to share with him about, you know, uh, just about the father and, and returning to the father and returning to him in terms of a relationship with him and, and encouraging him to get around other believers that, that are strong, uh, not so much get into church, but get into get with other believers. And he listened. This brother listened. And I began to start talking about who he who he is, you know, who he is according to the flesh and, and letting him know that we are the people of that book. And that the things that he's going through, that he's sitting up at the hospital upset, uh, seemed like at the world some of these things was a result of him being an Israelite. Maybe not all of them. Maybe not all of them. But some of the things he was going through was because of us, who we are, how we suffer in this world. But we have to be strong. We have to have a relationship with the Father. And so this brother, the next thing I know, he hit me back on Facebook, and he just started going up, up, up. And now he's talking to us about his testimony of our death and all these things that was around him and young people around him. Y'all just heard it. So that's where he's coming, the vein he's coming out of. So, brother, I really appreciate you pressing on yeah. and coming on and letting us know that because at the end of the day, we really do want to reach people uh, and encourage people to get closer to the Father by way of studying the scriptures and fellowship with, with like-minded uh, people, people that are seeking the Father and spending the quiet time with the Father and, and just trying to obey that, 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 that Holy Spirit and trusting, more importantly than all of this, trusting, believing that the Scriptures, believing that the Father is a reward of those that diligently seek Him, trusting in the, the finished work of, of Christ, all the things He talked about and came and did in His blood. All of this is important. So I just want to kind of give an understanding of what you was where you was going with that because you came on the line, everybody's in the vein of listening to listening to us moving to Ghana, listening to this show, uh uh which is titled Why African Americans Moving to Ghana and Elsewhere and I didn't want them to think, What are we this brother's off you know so I just yeah, want you everybody to know this is a testimony. Go ahead, brother. And then I'm gonna come to you private caller here in a second. That may be our guest. I don't know, but go ahead, brother Marky, if you could and uh um just finish sharing briefly uh what uh just where you at so, now today, please. So like anyway, like like after I met you or whatever, like like at the same day I met you, like I met some, some Mexican sisters who were talking about they worship Santi Mota and all this. And like I said, when I did that with the witch, I didn't know, you know, that it was real. My intention was my understanding of God at that point, because I was into learning African spirituality, was there's a father and there had to be a mother upstairs. So I was going to my mother asking for a gift. And my mother had just died. So, like, I was very vulnerable at that time. And the witch that was I dealt with, she, like, explained it as this being the mother up, up there in the sky. So, like, I was very vulnerable. And afterwards, like, I like after that, I lit that candle. Like, I started having crazy dreams. And, like, like at the point when I met you, it was like God was, like, showing me, like, okay, you did wrong. You just go back over here and, like, go back to church, like, return back to y'all. And I was like, at the at the time, I didn't understand that because I'm thinking, you know, like I'm learning all my history, but like I did, 
I sat back down and this and this and that, but I found out that they are cloning us. Well, 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 do my favor because what I I want you to call me personally. And uh, hit me up on Messenger, and we can talk, because what I don't want is people tuning in to hear uh, the, the tech. The, they're looking for tools, uh, my Brother Marquis, about uh, moving out of America. They're looking for serious directions. They are go experiencing some of the things you're experiencing, and they made the decision that I need to start entertaining the idea or even uh, – yeah. You know, even just really, really moving in on this idea of uh, uh, of getting up out of America. So that's what the show is about tonight. And, of course, we are entertain a testimony because if the Father is not really in our life doing things, I mean, what are we doing for real, for real? But I just want to be true to the topic, if you don't mind, and let allow me to just go ahead and go to this other caller. And you, if you want to come back on... Not a problem if you want to comment on the topic a little later on, not a problem. But i got to go to this other call, okay, brother? But I want you to hit me up on Messenger and let me know more details on what you're talking about, if you don't mind. All right. All right, brother? But good hearing from you, and uh, please, please, please hit me up on Messenger so we can finish talking a little later on, okay? Yes, sir. All right, shalom. All right, folks, and that's just what I do. Again, another young person. Uh, a young person that was very, very uh, uh, sad, and the father just used me to help him like we all need to be doing to each other, like people have done me and still do to me to this very day. Okay, let me go back to the phone lines. Uh, this private call, I think I hope their hand is still up. Okay, you know you all, your number is not listed, uh, but you had your hand up. Your line is open now. I apologize it took me so long to come to you, but I didn't want to rush the brother. Who am I speaking with? Okay, someone had their hand up. Y'all got to be patient with me now. I can't rush other callers. Got to let everybody have their fair share. So if y'all, if you had your hand up earlier as a private caller, meaning you did a star 67 before the phone number, and uh, that we won't see your phone number that way, go ahead and speak at this time. Your line is open. Okay, I'm going to move on. Uh and just finish up here. Again, Brother Caleb, if you're in the house, go ahead and press 1. I know he has some challenges. And, uh, hopefully he'll be able to make the show tonight. But if not, we'll just keep on doing what we've been doing, folks. It's just, all, it's just that simple. Sister Eliana is out of town, just so everybody knows she won't be with us tonight. But uh, there's so much information we can we need to get out. And Brother Marky, your hand is up. Go ahead and press 1. Your hand will go down. That way you can come on a little later on when you press 1 of uh, that uh, later. So again, press one now and your hand will go down. Okay, folks, so listen. Um, I want to uh, take a little break here in a second, but I just want to share this before I go, before I take this little short break. Again, again we're waiting on our guest, Brother Kalo from Ghana. Uh, he may not be with us. We'll just see. Sometime when people are busy, I still go ahead and schedule them in. They just try their best to make it. But if all of us, none of us is twirling our thumbs. We're all busy, have lives, families, and so um, hopefully the brother will be able to uh, join us tonight. But listen, let me just say this, okay? I, I really think a lot of us need to think about something, and that is why do we trivialize Africa, going to Africa? Now, if I came on this line 
and was talking about how a lot of African Americans are moving to Paris, there would be no pool, and no one spirit, no one would be making any jokes, no one would be talking about thinking all, um, thinking about safety, no one would need us to talk about safety. Um, I'm trying to show you how a lot of our people, really and truly, I've said this for years, and, and I want to revisit it again uh, today. A lot of us really and truly think just 100% like our white brothers and sisters. Now, there's nothing wrong with the way they think if they if their thoughts line up with the scriptures. There's a lot of white people, so-called white people. I have to say that because y'all won't know who I'm talking about, but I do not recognize a people based on a physical trait like white skin or a, a, a nose, a certain color nose, it's just ridiculous, okay? But until we find the proper name to recognize the Neo-Europeans that's in the land, that's in the country, the country or the continent of Europe, we say white people. But really and truly, they're not a people because they're white, okay? Just so we know that no more than we are people because we're black. If you think that's the case, then what happens when I call you in India, you 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 will correct me because India from India, from Indians from India, do not think they are related to African Americans. So it's not enough to just say you're black, but yet they're black too. Okay, who are we of the seventy nations? Who are we? That's the question. But before we get into a long debate over there, let me just go ahead and just say white so y'all understand what I'm saying. So-called white people are taught in classes, and we're in the same history classes. We're going to the same colleges. We see the same images 24 hours a day, seven days a week in America. The lies they tell, we buy them just like so-called whites. They're reading the daily paper. They get up with this paper, newspaper, in the mornings with their coffee, and we're doing the same thing across town, sometimes in the same neighborhood as them. We draw the same conclusions. We have to draw the same conclusions, but we deal with, with dealt the same intel. How do you African Americans feel like you are not a person that buys into the concept of white? Whites being superior, white culture being superior, white thought being superior. How? When did you spend years and years and years studying the greatness of non-white people? Jed and Ebony magazine, many of us used to read that we come up. That's not enough. That's not enough to overthrow the white supremacy we get from kindergarten through college. It's not enough. And I believe, I believe that this is too a form of white supremacy. It's not as violent as those that's hollering white power and throwing their hand up, doing that salute, you know. It's not as violent as some white supremacists, but 
I submit to family and friends tonight that I believe African Americans are more per capita, racial speaking. I think we have more white supremacists than white America. Let me explain what I mean by that, because that sounds real cuckoo. I know it does. Listen, don't hang up on me. White people, so-called white people, know how they live their life. They know what jokes they tell at the at the so-called at their outings with their family, family events, when there's no one around but them. They know how they talk in the boardrooms. They know, they know. And if they're not powerful whites, oftentimes they have uncles and aunts that are a cousins of somebody. They hear those conversations. More importantly, they live in their own skin and they see that they are not superior. Because some of us black people are not that close to whites, we believe the lies they tell more so than they believe. So here's what Brother Seth believed before I go to this break. I believe white people, those in power for sure, are liars if they don't know the Father. I think they have to live a life of lies. As the scripture would say, remember the scripture that said, remember the scripture? I know y'all remember this, and I believe it's in, I'm pretty sure it's in Habakkuk. It says, at the end of time, when Israel is restored, that the, those that oppressed the Jews, the Israelites, said this. Remember the scripture? Surely our fathers have inherited. This is a true scripture, real scripture. Surely our fathers have inherited nothing but lies, vanities, and things of which there is no profit. That's excellent, Jeremiah 16 and 19. I want you to listen to this scripture. Remember, when we read all this ancient, old scriptures, a lot of you want to just keep it there and say they don't have nothing to do with today. Don't even try, Seth. But remember what Moses said in Deuteronomy 28 and in other parts of the Bible, but for sure, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, Moses said that these that blessings will be upon Israel forever. And he tells what particular blessings will be upon Israel if they obey. And I mean, it's unique, unique blessings that's going to be upon Israel, the true Jews, forever. 2018 is included in that. Forever and ever and ever. That's if they obey. If they disobey, there are certain curses that's going to be upon them forever, ever. 2018 is included in that. So when you see you read any ancient scriptures, be it Isaiah, Jeremiah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Malachi, any any stories you read, any when the prophets come and the way they behave and what they say, remember those people are going to repeat that. Somewhere on this earth, those Israelites is acting the exact same way. These prophecies are Forever. It's not just always cursings that's going to be up on the nation. They can be blessed again if they obey. So remember this. Look at this scripture. Jeremiah 16 and 19. I'm reading out of the King James Version Bible. Check this out, folks. This is in your Bible. 
O Lord, my strength and my fortress, and my refuge in the day of my afflictions. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth, and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. One more time. O oh Lord, my strength and my fortress, and my refuge in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth. Where is the ends of the earth? And shall say, this is masses amount of people, Gentiles, that will say this of their culture, of their what they are about. This is what they are about. This is what they are a one thousand percent about. Surely, our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. <laughs> okay, we got all kind of hands up now, boy. I tell you, let me go back to the phone lines. I think this may be our guest, maybe not. Eric Code two hundred two. We have a rule, whenever hands go up, we stop everything. So y'all bear with me. We'll revisit that thought. Erico 202-883, whom I speak with, I would love to know your name and your city. Hello. Hello, my brother Sucks. This is Kalo. Hey, brother Kalo, you're about an hour late, brother, but better <laughs> late than never, right? <laughs> Sorry about that. I had some serious problems, and uh, I was trying to be hindered, but that's okay. I'm here. Yeah, well, welcome to the show, brother. Uh, 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 we just been just kind of laying the foundation about again, uh, moving and the thoughts of moving, and and uh, I want to clear up my finish up my kind of thought now that I know this is you. Uh, why don't you go ahead and just say hello to the people, let them know a little bit about you. Uh, take no more than about two or three minutes. Oh, take no more than a minute now, and then one. Let me finish my train of thought, and then we're gonna go and and let you do your thing, brother. You really have the floor. And, ex- and since you're an hour late, I think I'm just gonna say even less than what I was gonna say because I got a lot of it out already, and I'll let you just run with the rest of this show. So go ahead and let everybody know how to get a hold of you and and what you are doing. Uh, in a, in a couple of minutes, if you could, and then we'll uh, I'll finish my thought, and then we'll just let you run with it. Wonderful, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, I go by Dr. Kalo Black, and there is something, something so important with the doctor aspect because that was actually given to me from the Ruach HaKadosh, which is in Hebrew meaning Holy Spirit. Now, it's, I, call it, I call it a higher learning because the scripture says that no, we need no man to teach us. And when you rely on the Ruach HaKadosh to teach you, it is amazing the treasures that can be revealed to you by the Spirit of the Most High. So that's how I got my doctor. And right now I'm calling you from from cold Alabama. Uh, I'm doing some consulting down here, but it's a pleasure to be with you. Everyone, if you want to get a hold of me, you can get yes, a hold sir. of me through Facebook, Kingdom Project Group, and that is there's two. There's a closed group. Just just search it on 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 you uh, on uh, on Facebook, and there's an open group 
please join, submit, request invitation, and we'd be glad to have you. It has a lot of information about Ghana, passport information, pictures, videos. It's amazing. We would love to have you. Or you can reach me by email, and and that email address is benyisrael144k at gmail.com. That is benyisrael144k at gmail.com. And it's good to be here. And again, my apologies for 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 the for the abrupt uh, uh, introduction and being so late. Oh no, no, you just fine, brother. Sometimes things happen, and uh, I mean that's just the way it is. But listen, I want to go ahead and finish my train of thought, everybody, because uh, I, I really believe this is this is a stumbling block to uh, uh, to why a lot of us trivialize moving to Africa. So, Brother Kalos getting ready to just really drop it and uh, and talk about the uh, ABCs of um, moving to Africa. The brother also is going to talk about the technology uh, because they have a booming technology industry. Am I right? Yes, yes. And not only that, but uh, in the Washington Times, they said that the Ghana would have the fastest growing economy in the world. And they're on track to do just that. Repeat that because uh, I want everybody to hear what you said again, please. Yeah, in 2018, the New York Times wrote an article about Ghana uh, being uh, the number one economy, the fastest growing economy in the world. Because recently there was a dispute that was resolved. They have found oil as well as their cocoa business, their coffee business, and and it's really exciting and it's funny because what's interesting about that is when I went to my, Ghana my first time, I was I was preaching on the street because this preacher had asked me to speak, and and the, the spirit was moving so powerfully that some people who were getting off the trotro on their way to the church stopped, and they said they just felt so compelled to listen. And after that, the spirit moved on me so hard. I prophesied about the economy uh, as a as a as a restoration, um, because I believe that the rural Kakadesh it started on the western parts of Africa during the transatlantic slave trade of our exodus from from Africa, where Judah was abiding in the in, in maps. Now that knowledge has increased, we can verify that. The Levites, Simon, Benjamin, and Judah were residing, and it was spelled J-U-D-A by the Portuguese. And just in case people think that was the error, also in Israel, he spelled Judah the same way, J-U-D-A. Um, so, and and it, it has come to pass, and I'm just excited that uh, I was part of that, uh, or the Spirit used me as a vessel to prophesy uh, about the bountiful economic boom that they're having even today. And that's a true story. Powerful. Powerful. And folks, <laughs> you know, New York Times ain't just going to say you have the fastest booming economy uh, and all the things the brother was just saying. They're not going to report that unless, I mean, it's, it would be to their demise to do that if it's not true. So, listen, we take everything with a grain of salt. I don't believe just anything. Again, I don't let our yes, oppressors define anything. But, 
but they're not the only ones. Hold on, hold on, Brother Kayla. They're not the only ones that are saying that. That's what I'm trying to say right now. It's all types of international media. I've been kind of doing a little bit of research on Ghana these last two weeks. And again, don't forget, folks, last week was part part one. If you missed part one, you missed a blessing uh, because we hit. This brother's not going to be able to cover everything he covered last week, uh, this week. So y'all have to definitely tune in to last week. But really briefly, I just want to say, finish up what I was saying is take a couple minutes and finish up. And uh, then we'll take a little short break and then we'll let Brother Kalo, or maybe we may not take a break. We'll just see how this roll. But listen, folks, I think the problem with African Americans is, is, is something nobody is talking about. When we talk about racism, I really hate all forms. I really hate, I'm going to say most forms. No, I pretty much can almost say 99% of the time we talk about race. Because we never talk about white black people being racist. And Brother Kalo, I believe we're the biggest per capita racist white supremacist in America. Let me explain what I mean, because that sounds cuckoo. We didn't hang nobody, and we don't have black and white fountains and all that stuff. What do you mean, Brother Seth? That's crazy what you're saying. White supremacy is something taught deep, deep inside our psyche as children. Whites get it. And when whites is being taught this racism, we are being taught it. The reason why we're a little bit more sane because we have grandparents to say things like, you know, they'll say we're somebody, but they don't give us a whole lot of substance. They just say that. And, of course, we see, we live, we have aunts and uncles, and, and we see that they're not criminals 24-7 because we live with these people. But we still get a lot of the white supremacy because when we go to the most powerful institutions, and I'm coming to you, Brother Kalo, when we go to the most powerful institutions, institutions where we normally dress up to go to, the church, that's when you're serious, you go to church. When you're serious, where else do you go? You go to school. Yeah, you're serious when you go to school. They used to dress up to go to school. And also, when you go to work, that's where we spend most of our life at. Those three places, we don't have control. Our preachers think they have control. But our preachers are products of this same system I'm talking about. Our preachers used to preach black skin was a curse. They didn't preach it hard than the whites preached it, but they preached it. And they say little condescending things about their flock, their members, every single Sunday. We look at Christ a warped, slave type of white supremacist way. We got people. We got people in our bottom. But the killer's a little noise in your background. I don't know what it is, but just kind of remember, just kind of keep that down a little bit. But folks, we are the people that have these white images up in our houses. We push that hard in some of our white brothers and sisters. You go to South America and Central America, those Hispanics down there, and different people, different ethnic groups down there. A lot of them are. Catholics, and they preach, they push them white images harder than the Europeans do. So what am I saying? I'm saying, how can you be born up in this system? And remember, we don't know white people like they know them. So they know, to, to me, I look at it like this, Brother Kalo. I think a lot of our white brothers and sisters are dishonest. They like to perpetrate. They like to talk about all the stuff they got. They don't ever do it to each other, but they like telling us all the things they're doing. But they know they're empty. 
They know they're destitute. They know that. We don't know that. So we buy what they're selling. They know better, so they're not white supremacists. They know better. They're liars. When you say something you know is not true, you are a liar and a deceiver. So a lot of them go in and out of deception. I'm talking about even those that go to church. I'm talking about good white people right now. I believe a lot of them go in and out of deception. They either tell the lie or when they go into a setting where it's, it's, it's based on a lie, they don't correct it. It's what we call the system. So whites, for the most part, are liars, deceivers. I'm talking about good white people. I know people probably shocked to me say that, but I'm saying, but but if you listen to what I'm saying, it's, just just hear me out. Got a lot of friends listening to how the white sense what? Yeah, I'm talking to my white friends listening, talking about people that I love. A lot of you are deceivers. You know better. And when you see the lies of white scripts, you don't correct it and tell black people that right there is a lie. When you hear us and you see us walk around with white images, you don't say to, our, to us, that's a lie. You know the Israelites were black. Let me tell you what I mean. And Brother Caleb, we're coming to you. I'm at work and I'm sharing some of these revelations with a white friend of mine who I really trust. And I mean love. I ain't going to lie. I love all people. And I was sharing with this sister. And she says to me, you know, you don't think they were white, do you? And I'm saying, well, no, I don't think it now. She said, I've always knew that the people in the Bible were black. <laughs> now, she worked with white black people all day long that, that don't know that, but she know that. So when she see white images, do you think she correct that? That's what I mean by a lot of our white brothers and sisters. Most of them are deceivers or just, let me just put, make it even softer for those that think that's too big of a blow. A lot of them are just passive. They're passive white supremacists. Now, guess who the real white supremacists are? People that believe the lie, Brother Kalo. People that actually think it's better to live in Europe than Africa. People that actually believe that something is wrong with our nose. People that actually believe that dark skin is not good. People that actually believe that light skin is prettier. People that actually still say good hair, bad hair. People that actually still say I got to fix my hair. People that actually want to go to white colleges over black colleges. People that want to actually believe that it's better to support black businesses, excuse me, white businesses over black businesses. People that actually say things like, you know, still use the word nigger. These people are the white supremacists because they buy into the philosophy that white is better in some regard or another. They believe the lie. They believe it. White people know better. Now, then there's those ignorance whites who are just not informed, don't know a lot, like those a lot of people. I don't mean to pick on the state, but West Virginia got a lot of, everybody know about the, uh, you know, a lot of poor whites in that state. Well, a lot of them don't read and have access to, to the truth. So they may actually believe they're superior. When they say, well, you know, we build America all these lies, lies, lies. Okay, they really believe that they're white supremacists. Those are the violent ones. We're just not violent. But make no qualms about it. We're all taught by the same teachers. How can we be different? But then there are some of us who are learning, like the Brother Kalos of the world, Brother Sets of the world. We're learning. We're learning. We're looking to history. And we've reprogrammed our minds. So when you say 
Israelites, in our mind, we actually believe that that whole Bible is full of dark-skinned people. We have to go through years of programming that. And where white skin does appear in the Bible, in biblical days, that recessive mutation trait called white skin was our people, our humans, of course, in some ways, sometimes it was Israelites talking about white skin as it appeared in the Bible. We believe it was a plague called leprosy, Bible leprosy. I kid you not. But we went into that last week. You can't do it this week. Brother Kilo, you got the, you got the floor, brother. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, to your point, and it, and it takes a while because as we've been wounded as a people. I mean, we we it was it was written that we would forget who we are. So so in in 1942, the late president of Egypt, Gamal Abdul Nasir, he stated on television, and this is what he said. He says, "You, the Jews, will never be able to live here in peace because you left here black, but came back white." That's true. We have. We have to we have to really understand that that it's okay to acknowledge that wound, and you know you were talking about you know self hatred, racism, and 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 it's manifested. When I was in Ghana, I said it the, 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 in the last show. You know the preferential treatment that they gave me as a as a lighter skinned African American. And they even call you Yavu, which is European or white, because of my lighter skin. Excuse me. But I can see the preferential treatment that they were giving me as a result of that due to the, the, the brainwashing that even themselves had to under, undergo. Because those people residing in the western parts of Africa today Un- unknowingly are also Hebrew Israelites and they have forgotten who they are. Some of them haven't because as I stated, uh, the person who is controlling, he's a director of the Kingdom Project group uh, at the command center. He actually stays, stays at the command center in Ghana. Uh, and when those, when people from the Kingdom Project group come, they provide security if there needs to be, you know, guidance, you know, through the, through the, through the city of Ghana and Accra, you know, his oral tradition goes back all the way to Israel and, and he knows he's a Levite. So, so it's, it's not something that we're just making up. It's a reality, but they too have been wounded. And, and, and I believe as one of the stories that I was giving at the last show, part of that was that the times of the Gentiles are over. And when the Most High to me revealed his name to, to show me that the airway people bore the root of that. Now, let me, let me just stop the airway people. It's spelled E-W-E. And most okay. people, if the truth is right in front of us. In Scripture, he always referred to Israel as being the Lamb. And if you know the technical name for Lamb, is that's how we do it because we leave that last E and make it silent. 
but it's spelled E-W-E, and it is, it is a synonym to lamb, a female lamb. And this is all some of the things that the, that the Ruach HaKadosh was teaching me as he was revealing to me that the airway people are his people, and he wanted to, me to bring a message to them. And it's funny because the Yud in Hebrew is usually compared to the commandments. Every dot and tittle, the scripture would say, but really it's the Yud in Hebrew. Which let is, me ask you this, Brother Kalo, if you don't mind. Let me ask you this because last week you kind of talked about the uh, the uh, the uh, you kind of covered a lot of this, and uh, I, again I cut you off. I didn't cut you off, but we were just you know we doing a blog, and Brother Akoya mm-hmm. was again. Y'all got to check out last week's show. We can't go over everything. Both of those brothers did very well, but. You didn't get a chance to share as much as I thought about, again, people tuning in to know how do I move. Most of our shows, you may not notice because you just may not notice, but we've done over 380 shows. I guarantee you 70 of those shows talked about how we are truly the Israelites and that they're not just in America, but they're scattered out the four corners, as the scriptures say. Last week you talked about these people being Hebrew and and the names and all of that. If you could, Mm -hmm. I want you to really, and and if you want to pick back up later on and and, and after we finish up, but I just don't want the time to run by. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, um, because we did with limited time, which you've been a little late, and that's okay. But I want you to hit the ABCs of moving to Ghana. Yes. Uh, and uh, I really want you to talk about, please, if you can make a note of this, other organizations. You didn't you didn't hit this last show. You just talked to me off the air about this. Other organizations, even in Belize, that are saying, African-Americans, you're welcome here. You can come here. They're uh, uh, talking about Israelites. But even if you're not Israelites and you just want to, Move. There's organizations set up to help the African American come to their country, and it's not just Ghana and Belize. But you mentioned some other countries, some other projects. I want you to mention those because somebody may go to your project and may not like something and may say, "Well, I want to see other projects. I want to go to other countries." Again, African Americans are going through. We're at the bottom of every single aspect of life in America, and we know this is not right. And we know we don't have to stay in America, some of us. There is options. There are options. So people are tuning in to finding and listening to Ghana because the light is on them. Maybe in the future we'll do other countries. Maybe Tanzania, have Brother K, uh, call you back and talk about Tanzania. But people want to know, and I mean, they're serious. Some people want to know, like, in the next three, four, five years, others is thinking about this, chewing on it. They just know they're tired of this in America. And like I said earlier, when we talk about moving to Paris and all this stuff, nothing is never trivialized. But for some reason, Africa is. So tonight, please... Let's 
kind of address this trivializing of moving sure. Africa by way of presenting, like you said earlier, New York Times saying this is the fastest growing economy, and it's not just the New York Times. A lot of international uh, journalists, journalists and papers and companies are saying the same thing out this little slideshow, uh, how two major uh, comp- car companies are moving their assemblies to Ghana. Juanita Bynum moved her headquarters to Ghana. I know she's not a major, major ministry, but that's pretty big for African-American ministry to move to Ghana like she did because she is pretty a nice-sized ministry for those that, you know, that means something to you. Um, but there's other things. They have all types of projects, new airport, this, that. There's a lot of money right now focused in on Ghana. Y'all do the research. But go ahead, Brother Caleb, if you could, and kind of hit that a little harder, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Uh, but before I start, I just wanted to say I have a message from from the priest in Ketchiku, uh, who, who, who wanted to say, and I'm quoting him exactly, he said, once again, I welcome every brother who wants to come home. And he also said that in January, they're having in Ketchiku a big celebration and traditional festival that he would need the help of his brothers and sisters. And he's hoping that uh, if you're planning a trip during the January time frame, uh, for you to come out to catch a coup, and uh, if you if you connect with us in the Kingdom Project group on Facebook, we will uh, make sure that you have a guide when you get there to Ghana, and our brother will, will actually help uh, you navigate. And if you if you're going to be out there, it'd be great to visit the village in catch a coup. Uh, they would be so grateful for you being there. The other thing is that because there was different times uh, during some of you know our great former leaders who were who were preaching basically uh, for us to leave America and come to Ghana, there is actually a robust African American uh, presence in Ghana, and one of them that I highly recommend that they connect with is called African American Association of Ghana. And their website is aaaghana.org. I would definitely invite you to connect with them. Um, they have... Uh, Thank you, that's if good. You need help, if you need help establishing, you know, a permanent means, you know, if you want you want assistance, they're there uh, for your for your help. You can also search them on Facebook, um, and that will be some, you know, have some information for you as well there. And they're very welcoming um, in helping you navigate and transition. Uh, I think that's important because if you look at the word wilderness, and if you kind of break that down is will duress. Because really, when you sacrifice your own will and come out out of your comfort zone into the place that you were stolen from in that Western region, it really is your will under duress because you are actually yielding to the Most High's will, where the scripture says in the wilderness, it will be bountiful. 
and indeed it is bountiful there, brother. It's it's wonderful. And, and again, we hit this last week. Again, y'all, please check out part one. But we hit this last week in gay scripture, how the scriptures does talk about when the Father go to redeem Israel, that he will take them through this wilderness experience. And there's debate as to whether or not it's going to be Africa or maybe go to Israel and be go go not directly into the metropolitan of Israel, but the wilderness or the desert. And, you know, there we can live away from the, the powers that be and kind of establish ourselves and then go later as the Father move us into to, to take that land. I believe it. Not taking like we're going to do have to do anything. It's not going to be us. It's not going to be us, folks. Once we become common knowledge who we are as a people, it is not going to be anything like, you know, a war or something. We don't. I don't believe that at all. I think once the people in the world know that those of y'all arguing in the Gaza Strip killing each other, the world now knows it's neither one of y'all's land. But that when the whites come down from the north, as the Father said, that he would call a nation. And many times in the Scripture, folks, we can't make this out of a Bible study, but I've covered this over and over and over. Remember, you can always go to Google and Google these terms. Five smooth stones. Look at these phrases. Talk radio. Five smooth stone blog talk radio. And just look at the list. It's 380 topics where I talked about people from the north, how the Father said he would call a nation from the north. When those nations came down from the north, one verse I can give you right away is Jeremiah 1, uh, 15, where it talks about, bear with me, folks, where it talks about uh, how he would call all of the families of the north. Again, the Father said, I will call all of the families of the north. Can you believe that? The scripture says the Father would call all of the families of the north down to Jerusalem and to use them, uttering his judgments against Israel, and that these people would come. Again, he called all of the families of the north. Anything north of Israel has been ordained of the Father to come down and destroy and take from Israel that land from the true Israelites, and they were to be scattered to the four corners as a punishment. Joel 2 goes into it a little deeper. Again, that was um, Jeremiah. Um, folks, I'm just going to read this really quick. Brother Kalo, I'm, again, I'm turning back over to you, but I don't have much, so trust me, you got the floor. Jeremiah one fourteen. Then the Lord said unto me, Who is me? Jeremiah. Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north, and evil shall break forth upon all inhabitants of the land. Jeremiah one fifteen. For lo, I will call A-L-L, all the families of the kingdoms of the north. What kingdoms is north of Israel? Europe. For lo, I will call all of the families of the kingdoms of the north, said the Lord, and they shall come. And they shall set every one his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem and against all the walls thereof round about and against all the cities of Judah. This is an ancient thing. Remember, all of these scriptures are to repeat. The Father have called down uh, people from the north to oppress the Israelites and drive them out of their land. So, folks, listen. I know a lot of y'all don't buy a whole lot of this Hebrew stuff. You just like the whole fact. You tune into the show because we're talking about 
uh, coming out of America. But just know, there are scriptures where the Father talks about that we um, that we definitely will um, be driven out into these four corners. But then he talks about redeeming us, and that's what Brother Caleb was just talking about. Uh, so, Brother Caleb, you, you can go right ahead. I just had to just say a little bit, just just no, share. No, no, that was right on. And I just also wanted to say that, you know, as the debate of wilderness is ongoing, and Zephaniah 3.10 started at nine, he says, For then I will restore pure lips to that to the peoples, that all may call upon the name of the most high and serve him shoulder to shoulder. And this is the key point right here. It says, From beyond the rivers of Cush, my worshippers, my scattered people will bring me an offering. Beyond the rivers of Cush is Africa. <laughs> Repeat that with the scripture, please. I want people to get that. Yeah, so Zephaniah 3.10 says, From beyond the rivers of Cush, some translations, and it's tricky, they put Ethiopia, which is okay, but but beyond the rivers of Cush, my worshiper will bring me an offering. So he's talking about Hebrew Israelites residing in Africa. Yeah, that's wow. something out of 310. Well, folks, and, and, and you know, listen, listen, a lot of y'all are very smart. A lot of us, a lot of the listeners to this show tonight is very smart. Y'all know how to go to the websites and find out whether or not you, you know, we talked last week about multivisas. Brother Kayla was saying when you do apply, and I want you to hit that again tonight, Brother Kayla, even sure. though I, I, what I'm about to say, I still want you to talk about that briefly. Because people want to know the ABCs. When I say ABCs, and I think you should do that next. Just start from when you first got the idea of what they need to do for somebody, let's okay. just say they're 25 years old. I mean, they need to know everything, everything, security. You know, I want you to just, I know you hit this last week, but I think this bears repeating. So again, uh, 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 folks, we may do shows talking about going into other nations like the Belizes of the world and outside of Africa, but I just want people to understand that the scripture talks about how it is, the fire is going to be turned up on in, in Babylon. It is going to get rough. Donald Trump, a lot of people may not like this. Hopefully y'all won't hang up on me. <laughs> but I do believe African Americans are truly the Jews or Israelites, like we say. And they right now as a nation, not individually, there's two different conversations, individually curses and, and then curses as a nation. I don't believe no individual is cursed if they give their life over to the Father and follow him and, and, and have their circumcision of the heart or, or they give their heart to him and really seek him from their heart. I'm, I'm very, very serious. Following the scriptures and just just trying, you know, to obey the spirit or the Ruach as it leads you. I don't believe curses comes near that person. I don't believe that at all. I do think they're going to suffer sometime for Christ's sake or for Christ's personality or for Christ's character. They will suffer because the the, the, the God of this world, the, the, the people with that nature, is going to hate them. I think that is, is realistic. 
And the Bible does say you are to rejoice when it happens. But every day, all day, physically, mentally, spiritually, to be suffering, 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 suffering. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. That's why did Christ come in the first place? He said, I come that you may have life more abundantly. I don't believe you have to die early of the diseases, just to, the Father's putting the test on you and all these weird teachings I hear in these churches. I don't think the Father needs to test you to see how strong you are. You might need to know how strong you are, but I don't think he put none on you. We live in a fallen state and all kinds of things that happen to our bodies. Just And then we're living in the land of our people that oppress us. And it's, you know, so I, I just don't believe all this stuff is God or the Most High or Yahweh trying to test us. I don't believe that at all. Scriptures don't promote that at all. Christ, the Bible says, Christ healed them all. It was the Father's will for all of them to be healed. I never remember the scripture saying Christ said, no, you got to have this, this God trying to teach you something. Now, one time, only time he didn't heal people is when they didn't believe and their faith was like in his own hometown because they kept saying, you Mary's, you know, boy, I know you. The Bible says in that place he couldn't do no great work. But I do not believe that it's the Father's will that anybody have any sickness to teach them something. That's another lie. Y'all got to get these dead churches teaching that. But, I just want to say, I'll tell you, boy, I'm going to these, little, <laughs> these wonderful rabbit trails, Brother Kalo, and I forget my train of thought. I, I, just, okay. I just felt in my spirit I had to say that for somebody. Well, I'm glad because i got to say this. i got to say this, too. And and I know we're going to be talking about God in the church. And I'll but think I think of that, folks. But people need to understand that the, the, the realities that are happening unknowing to them. And sometimes it requires that knowledge and understanding because as you were saying yesterday and it says come out of her my people that you would not partake of the plagues and the famine that is going to be coming on them but most people don't understand that there's stuff happening as we speak like for instance most people don't know the harms of 4g or even the 5g rollout that they're coming out and 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 it's so important to understand this it's because the 5G rollout is what I call a silent genocide because the 5G will affect African-Americans more than it would do the Caucasians because one of the key things that this 4G does, not only does it make it difficult for the oxygen molecule to be absorbed in the hemoglobin, your blood, to nourish your body, but it also prevents vitamin D absorption, which is key to your health. Now, let me tell you why that's important and how this is a high-tech genocide happening, silent genocide to the African-American people because most people right now who have melanin in America and 83.9% of them, that's the statistic, are vitamin D deficient. It's because, one, like in Ghana, when you're in Ghana, sun is abundant. The sun is always, all the time, so abundant. And because we can get vitamin D from the sun, our melanin prevents us and protects us. But if you're in the sun for long periods of time, you're going to get the necessary vitamin D. But in America, where we're indoors more, and the sun is not as intense and abundant, 
83.9% of people are vitamin D deficient. So when Especially those along, in the north. Those in the north part of America yeah. that north can't go outside because it's freezing. I was reading up on and, that, but go ahead, but that's good. Yeah, and, 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 and through Trump, with all this deregulating, they're trying to move 5G throughout America quickly. And in order to do that, they need to put more cells out because 5G has a shorter distance but can transmit more information. But mark my word, brother, 5G rolling out is going to negatively impact the African community, African-American community more than the regular Caucasians because they don't have melanin. They don't need to be out in the sun all, the, all as much, and they get a lot more vitamin D. So it's going to hurt us more than it hurts them. And I'm telling you, man, mark my words, the, 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 the plague that that alone will bring. And, and hold, on, brother, hold on, Brother Caleb, because I'm, I'm always thinking about who's listening and whether or not they understand you. When you say 5G, 5G, let everybody know what that is so they'll be 100% sure because a lot of people are not down with technology. Please. Right. So we, use, we are leveraging wireless technology now. And we had 3G, which is a, it's a protocol which transmit as a certain megahertz, and, and 3G is, you know, 3 gig or uh, gigahertz. But so currently right now on your phone, most phones, smartphones today are getting 4G from the cell towers. So that's why they say for you, don't put your phone up by your ear because you're getting a certain amount of radiation from that that will, it affects, it is so deep that it actually rips your DNA. That's how deep it is. So, so the 4G messes with the water molecule, makes it spin. 5G that's coming out in waves where they're going to roll it out all over America affects the oxygen molecule. So it limits the oxygen from being absorbed. Now, you need to search this out because in Germany, for instance, they won't let 5G or wireless communication be in the system because they know the deadly effects of it. Matter of fact, in China, if you're pregnant, they require you because they have been suppressing the birth rates there, and now they're in trouble because they don't have enough people to replenish those who are old and dying. So, so they're going to be going down soon, but, but they make – because it's so important that these births be successful – that they make the women wear lead aprons to protect the child from the from the wireless communication. But in America, and the and and the FDC and those people who rate and say what's safe and not, it is not safe. Matter of fact, the five G coming out, it's going to be so detrimental to the African Americans who are already deficient of vitamin D. Uh, there's a there's a gentleman called the Health Ranger, who wrote out and was upset about the lack of information because when African Americans get sick, like colon cancer or something, it's violent, and the success rate in the in, uh, is not very good. And one of the things he and, said, and hold on, brother Kilo, please, please allow all that all that train thought. I mean, can you say some powerful stuff? You just moving right along the line, moving right along, but you're saying some powerful things, folks. When he say Health Ranger, 
this is a, a white, a so-called white gentleman who is really, really uh, outraged and uh, really loving, I think, uh, yes, to do what man. he's doing. He's exposing the kinds of things Brother Kayla was saying. Go to YouTube. That's a good place to go. And remember, take everything with a grain of salt. I just don't be trusting just because somebody say I'm trying to here to help you. But I mean, the things he say, you you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna resonate in your spirit. It's true. And let me just say this really quick again, Brother Kayla. Give me thirty seconds, uh, folks. I, I'm not gonna say. People are sitting up and just planning our destruction like that. I do think the powers that be, the, I'm talking about in the spiritual realm, there is a genocide of spirit, I believe, that is in the spiritual realm. But I think when it comes to the natural realm, here's what they say. It's about the dollar bill. That's right. This 5G is going to mean billions and billions of dollars in sales. And folks just don't have integrity, even though they know this radiation, if phones are doing damage to us now, don't forget that book that was put out in Europe, it was the number one for a long time called Cell Phone, exposing the cancer industry, uh, that's what exposing the cancer that cell phones was bringing to Europeans. That was a major, major deal in Europe. So they're ahead of the game. They've acknowledged it. It's called Cell Phone. Check, check it out. It's a book, and it's literally called Cell Phone, which I can find the author because there's probably more than one book called that. But anyway, folks, listen, this is real, real, real. We're not making this stuff up. And uh, this is not a show uh, to to really just get on um, just all that they're doing to us. But we got to say these things. 5G is bad news, folks. That's going to that's gonna be a powerful cell phone or a powerful uh, uh, radiation in the atmosphere that this 5G is gonna is gonna produce. So again, health ranges, check it out. Go ahead, brother Kilo. Yes, yes, it's important because he wrote an article and you could search it out and about the suppression because it, this happened really after Detroit and the poisoning of these communities and that's not by accident. But he was basically saying that. These kind of things can be fixed in our communities just with a little information about saying, take vitamin D. So every African-American that's hearing me on this phone, and even non-African-Americans, non you should be taking vitamin D, D3 or D2. D3 is better, but you should be taking it because 83.9 of us out of 100 are deficient in it, which is essential for your health. It is more essential than they communicated. It causes cancer. You know, D3 have been you know proven. I mean, lack of vitamin D is proven yeah. to cause cancer. It just breaks cancer. your body down. Yeah. And there's very – and these effects most people won't know because they just don't have that information that it will produce neurological effects. It will cause your skin to look like it's the melanin's leaving. It will cause fogginess. All, so many – so many symptoms, but it's essential that you do it. But this, I believe, is one of the plagues. I was listening to a brother called Israel Live who was talking about 5G and it talking about how equating it to Job, talking about consuming the skin of the temple. And, 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 he, and he brought out another scripture. I, don't, I can't remember it, but he was saying that 5G is prophesied. About And what it does, it will consume your skin 
destroying the temple. That's what the scripture was talking about, but he was trying to relate it to 5G because that when they implement that, it's going to be so. You have to understand that there's a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes in America that makes, behooves us as wise people. Well, well, Brother Kano, let me let me say this. Let me say this. As good as good and juicy as 5G is right now, let me let me say this because again, I don't want the show to end, and uh, people say, "Man, they never talked about leaving and moving to Ghana." Like, I'm, and so I don't know if we're gonna do a part three. So let yeah. me just say this again. There's some some. I can tell you this. Anybody listen to the Five Smooth Stone Network? We used to do a show called the One World Government, a New World Order, and uh, uh, forget the. One World Watch, New World Order, One World Watch, I think. It's been so long ago. But we covered all kinds. I know we must have touched over 300 topics, talking about all types of things that the government is doing. So I don't think African Americans is, is lacks in reason to leave. I think they lack in how to leave. And then right. there's, there's a, there are those that trivialize leaving America, period, because, again, like I was saying earlier, they're full of white supremacists. Okay, our people believe the lie. So I want to ask you a question. Let's hit it real quick because it's real simple. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Passports. Um, Let's go with the ABCs of moving to Ghana. Yes. If if we can, please. It's not going to take long, folks. We just, I mean, it's just cut and dry how to get a passport, a visa. We want to talk about security issues in in Ghana. People, that's what they're concerned about. They believe the lie that Africans over there. All the leaders are corrupt, violence, coups. And then, again, like I said last week, people are saying, there's Ghanans that's moving here. How y'all be going there? And these folks are coming here because they want a better life. You talked about those like that have retired and have a steady income. For sure, they don't have to work anywhere. This income is locked in. They have big banks, international banks, and they can get their money just like the white, so-called white people that are pressed. Ghana, or that's trying to do business in Ghana, or the Chinese is trying to do business in Ghana. They use those same banks to get their money. You can have your Social Security or whatever sent directly to Ghana, and then once you get there, you were saying last week, his brother laid it out last week, go check out part one. He was saying that one U.S. dollar is equal to five in Ghana, and you would be living well-to-do or almost like a wealthy person immediately. <laughs> you would be wealthy hit immediately. That, hit that. Hit that a little bit, please. <laughs> yeah, it's immediately. Like, no, more like, about a, no more than about a couple of minutes, the one to five yeah. dollar, please. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Okay, so the dollar is very strong right now. It's even getting stronger. What that does in the, in the ratio is, is, is 500 times. It's 500 times your dollar. It's 500 times more powerful in Ghana. So, for instance, I have a four-bedroom house in Ghana, marble floors, vaulted ceiling. I pay $250 a month for that. It's huge compound, gated, electric fence. It's beautiful. Uh, hummingbirds pecking on the window. It's beautiful for $250. You can't get that in America anywhere to live like that. He's telling the truth. I've seen the pictures, folks. It is nice. Yeah. So those people who are in that situation where they're retired, they really, as our people, need to lay the foundation to be be bridges for the younger generation to come. So so our our, our elders 
can be very pivotal in our transition because they can move into Ghana, not even change their bank due to, due to online banking. Their direct deposit, if their retirement goes directly in their account, and they wouldn't even have to change their credit cards. They could just go to, go to the ATM machine, use their normal credit cards in the grocery stores, coffee shops, and wouldn't have to change a thing. All you would do would be reducing your, your overhead and the, your expenditures because Ghana is so much more affordable and powerful. Matter of fact, ladies, if you ever wanted a maid, it would be easy. Matter of fact, it would be your duty to help employ some of the local Ghanaians who some make a month. 300 to 400 Ghana CDs, 400 to Ghana, 400 Ghana CDs, it's like 50 bucks, 60, 80, 80 bucks. It wow, is amazing that's a great idea. I, I, that was powerful. Again, you're going fast, but that was powerful. You were saying you use your money and hire some of these maids that would be dirt cheap to us, and you'll be putting yes. the Ghanaian, if I'm pronouncing it right, uh, back, you be you be employing them. In other words, that's the way you do it. You take the U.S. dollar, and now you're funneling back into the to the culture of Ghana. Now that yeah. right there, that's that's living to me. Yes, that's, that's what that's we're trying exactly to do. what it's about. What you just said, I love that idea. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So eighty three dollars is exactly I did the I did the numbers by exchange rate based off of the exchange 4.7 I used is about $83. So that's how much a local Ghanaian may work maybe at a, as a waiter or and they pay them once a month. So their brothers are just that's the way their system is. So they have an abundance um, but we can make a difference not only for that. So our retired people it's easy. You just get your plane ticket, get your passport if you go to the Kino Project website or page on Facebook, I even fill it out for you, and you can write the exact same thing, multi-entry uh, visa, so you can come back and forth as you please, and and you will be you. Not only would you be helping yourself, be in a more healthy, bountiful environment, and you will f- feel the liberty like you've never felt before, because this weight of oppression will be off your neck. But you will also be able to be a, 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 a bridge for the younger generation to come in as you provide, you know, a bridge for them uh, to work. And that's some of the strategies that we're using. Um, there's a lot of people who want to retire. They're, they're collecting Social Security. They are actually the better off, um, uh, and all they need is a plane ticket, and, and we can provide any assistance that you need and helping you to establish a place, but you will definitely be living large there. And, and it is just, it is just that easy. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this again. Uh, 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 go ahead and name all of the organizations that people can, I know just other organizations, you had mentioned something about, I don't know if you have these people email or some, but here's what, let me just tell you where, how I want the rest of the show to go. I think we should take a little short break here in a second, but when we come back after the break, or even before the break, it depends on when I take it here, I want you to talk about Passport briefly because we covered it last week. The process to get a passport, some people don't know that. The visa yeah. how it needs to be multi, the visa needs to be multi-entry instead of single entry. Yes, multi-entry. I want you to talk about security because people do 
have issues. And if you can write these things down, I got them wrote down. If you forget, I'm going to ask you the questions. We're going to talk about security. And then um, new networks for friendship and family. Like people are going to go there that's got family here. You mentioned one organization called the African American something. something. Some people are so tired of America, they really want to go. And even if they have dual citizenship, if there's a such thing, they may just want both to be able to come and go. Because they know, this is what, how a lot of wise people think. They like to have a bird in the bush, so to speak. They may want to go there and set up something, or at least go there and kind of feel their way around, because Delta does fly there. There goes your airline. Delta, among, there's some other ways you can get there, but I know for sure Delta flies nonstop from one city in, in the U.S. I can't think of, maybe Washington. Can't think of Delta. Yeah, South African Airlines does as well. I, I really recommend South African Airlines. I get a direct flight out of D.C. or Dulles or Reagan National. Us directly nonstop to Ghana. Ghana is the gateway. Uh, Europe's trying to use Ghana as a gateway into Africa. It's it's that's a that's a great way to go. South African Airlines is a great one. Some of the other airlines stop in Turkey or stop somewhere else. I, I, it's a ten hour trip from uh, DC to to Ghana. Ten hours. That's nothing. Uh, I was pretty shocked, but that's the best way. And definitely get the multi entry visa. You'll need your birth certificate. Uh, with the application, you could go to any mailbox, any U.S. postal office, apply there. They'll take your pictures. You pay a small fee, uh, $45, I think it is, and um, and then you just fill out the application, show show a, a photo ID and a birth certificate, and and then they 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 submit it. And it usually takes to take 30 days for you to get your passport back, and then you're ready. Then the next step is to go to the Ghana embassy. You're going to have to submit your passport, fill out your visa application. Again, on Kenya Project Group, the closed group, just invite yourself. It will accept you. I have it all filled out for you, what to put to get your multi-entry visa. And then once you do that, there's one other thing. I know people don't like immunizations, but the, they require a hold yellow on, on, you know, it's 10 o'clock after this every 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 show. Those of you that clicked on a link to listen to this show, you clicked on a link. You did not call a number. You clicked on the link. You must call the number. We're only contracted to 10 o'clock. We always roll over 10, but we're only contracted to 10 o'clock, so you're going to be cut off here in about, 50, in about a minute here. Uh, like, well, more like 30 seconds. So call the phone number, 914-205. Five five nine zero. One more time, nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Go ahead, brother. Okay. So again, you're going to need your passport when you submit your application to the Ghana embassy. Because I was in the D.C. metropolitan area, I just went to the embassy. You can get that done within two days, and and but you have to pay a little more for that to get it rushed to you. But if you're not in the area, you will have to. You can go to the website, the embassy. Just search Ghana Embassy, and they'll tell you the process. And um, you have to mail your passport with your application and the fee, and then they'll mail it back to you. They are they have greatly improved the efficiency of doing that, especially because Ghana, in the year of the return that the president is working 
uh, for for 2019. They are really uh, pushing African Americans to come there to, and 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 so you'll definitely get a success rate uh, will be high because at one point they were not accepting uh, as many visas, but it's it's something that's going to be readily done. Uh, and you'll feel so good when you get your first visa. They'll stamp it. They'll put a stamp in your in your in your passport. And the only thing that's required is a yellow fever shot. And just make sure when you get that shot, you just ask and arrange with your physicians or through your through your health insurance if you have it um, to see if you can get a yellow fever shot or take the pills. There is one more thing they recommend that you do. And that's take malaria pills. Now, there's, there's these pills that you take, and you take it like a month before your trip. They recommend you do that, and then when you return, if you return, you take it, you continue to take it a month after. Um, that is what they recommend because of malaria. Uh, there is a lotion that, <laughs> I know this is weird, but it will prevent every mosquito from touching your body. They don't like it. It smells amazing. And it is something that I stumbled upon right before I went to Ghana the first time. And I'm, I'm very watchful. So I learned through observing, and, and I just believe the Spirit teaches me all these things. And there's this lotion um, that will prevent any mosquito when you rub it on you. I carried it everywhere I was uh, when I was in Ghana. And I was never bitten by a mosquito. Matter of fact, there was one instance where there was a lady and the mosquitoes were everywhere. I was walking with my brother and Donna, and there were mosquitoes everywhere. She was waiting for someone in the corner. She looked like she was homeless, but eventually a lady came, but she was sitting in the corner. Mosquitoes were everywhere around her. And I saw her, and I took the lotion out, and I, and I, I, I asked her, would you like some? It'll help keep the mosquitoes from you and she it seemed like she didn't even know what to do with the lotion so I ended up taking it out of my hand rubbing it on her you know putting it on her face and her and her back because you know it's warm in Ghana so and then right and my brother was with me the Levite the director of Kingdom Project Group was with me and all the mosquitoes dissipated immediately so this this uh, lotion is out of uh, they make it in Ireland. You can order it from eBay. I N I S. I think it's called. Yes, it's I N I S, and it's called Ennis. And it's uh, and that lotion will prevent any mosquitoes from touching you. So I I, I did that and used that and didn't because there's side effects to taking the malaria pills body aches, weak, you know, stuff, stuff like that. But that's an option if, if you're very sensitive to those things. And it works. Trust me, it works. <laughs> I-N-I-S. And, 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 and I appreciate you saying that. I didn't even, never even thought about that. When I went to, uh, of course, I didn't go to Ghana, uh, but I did in Africa. I went to Egypt, and I've been to uh, Ethiopia. And... Uh, I didn't take anything. Of course, somebody can argue where you wasn't there months like Brother Kalo. So y'all got the information. I can move can move on. All right. Um, again, folks, uh, some pills for malaria is nothing compared to 
um, knowing eventually your body gets used to the environment. You don't just take malaria pills all your life. Am I right about that, Brother Kalo? Correct, correct. Most of the people, they don't. They have pretty good facilities, uh, medical facilities there. It's developing. Um, uh, as I mentioned last show, definitely uh, travel insurance is a very good thing to get. It's very inexpensive, like 7 $8 a month. I paid for six months, only $57 uh, to, to be covered, and that will cover you if you have to go to the doctor or hospital. Um, so that's, that's, if, that's an option. If you, if you can afford that option, I definitely highly recommend it because they will cover your cost. And uh, I think they even cover problems with your ticket. It, it's, it's a really good thing. That the companies are out there, shop around. Uh, they're very competitive and very inexpensive. Surprisingly. Okay. Okay, well, hold on a second. I don't know how long this hand been up. I, somebody was a private caller earlier, and I went to them, and this is another one. This could be a completely different person. So let's go to the phone lines. Okay. I don't know who you are. You you know who you are. You got your hand up, and this is a private caller. Go ahead with your question or your comment, please. Yes, my friend. Uh, this is Mike from Singapore. And exactly this gentleman saying okay, the hold truth. On, hold, hold, because, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. Hold on a second. I want to make sure I got your name right. You said this is Mike from Singapore? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Hi, Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hi. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it's people... You know, especially for those people who are retiring soon, I mean, your dollar is stretched more even in Cuba. Cuba has invited people to come to live there. You, I mean, they have the best best medical centers. They have, I mean, medicine. I mean, as for example, asthma medication at where here you have to pay two three hundred dollars for it. Over there, you pay 25 cents in Cuba or <laughs> yeah. Ghana. The same thing. Ghana is the same yeah. thing. Or India, Bangladesh, Singapore. Singapore is good. You have it. But, I mean, many people are moving for jobs in Singapore or yeah. from the United States. And I was one of the lucky ones. But uh, the question is, absolutely, this gentleman is uh, true. I mean, uh, you know, is Ghana also for uh, non-African also can go live yes. there the same way yes. as African? Yes, and that's the great thing about Ghana, and that's why I recommend Ghana rather than some of the other nations. Nigeria is a great place, but they have some issues there, and Ghana is oh, yeah. a peaceful all the tribes. Yes, they have some political stuff going on there. But Ghana is a peaceful, all the tribes, very peaceful, and they're very loving people. Matter of fact, there's Caucasians. It's almost like an international city. A lot of the Chinese are going there. You have a lot of Europeans, even people from Russia. I met this one Caucasian from Russia who loved it. She didn't even want to leave. And I think it's the environment. So it's a thriving international environment, the city of Accra. There's many opportunities. Matter of fact, you know, uh, you're, if you're educated and, and or even entrepreneur-like, you're going to have the upper hand to be able to build a business from scratch using less resources than it would be in your native country uh, just because of the power of, you know, the exchange, especially if you're carrying dollars. 
and and you can start a small business. That's what we're trying to do in Kingdom Project by, by building a, a, a kind of a, a threshold to help other African Americans when they do come, so they don't have to immediately look for a job. So we provide some opportunity uh, where we can sustain them, help them, and assist them, and then keep developing those business. Agriculture is a big one. If you're in agriculture, uh, Ghana currently imports more, most of their food from Nigeria. But that's changing. There's a big agricultural boom uh, there. So, yes, international city, Accra definitely is. You'll feel at home. The people are so warm and loving and happy. Uh, I think it's because Ghana is actually very near to the zero uh, latitude and, and longitude. So it's, it's, just a, it's just a magical place and many opportunities for anyone who wants to go there. Uh, to to start a business and and then build a you know their family there. I think it's a warm place. And to do, do they that. speak Beaches. French? <laughs> do they speak? Hey, actually, the uh, it's Benin, which is right next door, or I'm sorry, not Benin, but Togo. Togo is right next door to Ghana. I went to Togo too when I went to Ghana. Um, yes. And that they are French speaking there, but there are some French people who come because they come to Ghana because it's, you know, for work sometimes at a Togo and in Ghana and Togo, they allow them to come pretty freely uh, across the border. They don't need identification and things like that. Like, you know, if we were there, but uh, they come there and French is also uh, a language. And some people will come up to you and speak French, uh, beggars even. That's fine. Como se sabe sabe bien. Well, listen, if I can, if I can just interrupt, jump in here real, really quick, uh, Mike, but listen, all the way from Singapore, I really appreciate your call and all that uh, you have, uh, the very good questions, um, because we didn't, I didn't even think to go down, 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 down those roads. But listen, I have another hand. Let me see. Oh, just went down. Hold on a second, everybody. Um, I thought we had a hand up, but we don't. But listen, Mike, did you have another question for Kalo? Because yeah, yeah. French. Go ahead. Actually, uh, Linux is free operating system for all the people of world. And I know my relative went to Ghana. Uh, open source technologies, which is yeah. higher than Microsoft, higher than uh, Apple. And what he did, he went and with the help of the Ghana government, you know, installed, uh, f- uh, you know, Linux uh, uh, operating system for schools and etc. Yes. Not Ghanaian people uh, sub- uh, he- supporting him. He should not worry about even one thing. Uh, in Ghana, because when he goes, everybody knows him. He's a good man. He brought yes. the technology to Ghana and open source technology, Linux. And as a fact, you know, our people are uh, getting the knowledge that yes. was hidden uh, before. before you, because, yeah, go ahead. You, you bring up a good point because. The thing is, the president was in uh, some of the. Yeah, do my favor, Kalo. Mention what his point was because I couldn't hear him that yeah, clear. Yes, that's okay. I, yeah, I'm explaining. I'm a technology guy too. Uh, my, uh, so, yes. so. Do you use Ubuntu or Linux Mint? 
Are you I, using I, I a boot toe? I use a boot toe. I use a boot toe. All right. Give me, give yeah. me a high five, man. Give me a high five. <laughs> yeah, Linux operating foot. system. It, it, yes. which is a form of Windows. It's a different yes. form. Powerful. No, no, it's open it, source. It's free. And, NASA and uses versus, Yeah. NASA so, uses it. By the way, that uh, things came today. Hold on, hold on, Mike, 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 hold on. Mike, Mike, do my favor. Hold on, let Brother Kalo uh, go with this, please, because he got some other issues I want to talk about. But let him let him run with this, please. Go ahead, Kalo, please. Yeah. It's important because what he's saying is true. Uh, the technology aspects, most of the leaders were saying, the Ghanaians, like you were saying, Seth, they're leaving Ghana, and, and, and they're bringing their knowledge with them when they leave. So they were asking African Americans, asking you know, people with that knowledge to come. And, and let me give you an example. There was an African American woman who came to Ghana who ended up starting a recycling business and is working with the government to implement recycling because in Ghana, they don't have a kind of high sophisticated trash system there, but they're working. I mean, so she is working as a business with this, with the, with the government to, to implement recycling all over Ghana. So the opportunities are there. I actually using Linux system. There's a, there's Linux devices that are small as that can fit in your hand that you can USB or, or HDMI into, and then all of a sudden you got a computer. I was going to build what I call a tech gym to train the youth in technology using open source and those kind of things, and, and, and I have a whole business model for that to be able to teach the youth there. But there's so many opportunities, as Mike was saying, going there, and they're really welcoming. I mean, can you come – if you're, you're a foreigner coming into the land and you bring forth a solution – and it's viable. They're going to they're going to embrace it, and you're going to have a lot yeah. of opportunity because, there. Because so it's, it's free operating system. I mean, you can, yeah. uh, because uh, your government uh, can you know or Raspberry Pi, uh, Raspberry yeah, Pi. Yeah, yeah. You you are very That's good, uh, very informed, <laughs> and I'm very surprised uh, from Africa. Very good. I, I praise <laughs> you for that because you are my Linux brother. And you are my Raspberry Pi brother. So I, I salute and, and, and Mike, let, Mike, let me say this. Let me say this, Mike. When you say from Africa, you know, I don't know how you meant that, but a lot the 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 the, the creator of the fastest computer, they call him a father. No, they, that's not true. They call him the father of the internet. Was a black Nigerian, so-called black man yeah. in Nigeria. So. Be careful point. with how you see yeah. Africans in technology. Everybody knows Nigeria is – hold on a second. Everybody knows Nigeria is headquarters uh, for the continent of Africa uh, in terms of technology. Nigerians are way ahead of most African nations in technology. Yeah. Uh, so be very a, careful. Yeah. Now, when they say the father of the internet, some of y'all didn't know that. Um, it was Bill Clinton uh, that introduced this gentleman to the world, and uh, his name is Philip. I'll spell his last name E M E A G W I L I. Google him. He is the father. Some people say a father of the Internet, but, folks, our Internet would not be where it is had not it been for this black man. Remember, everything, Mike, in Singapore comes or initiated, I should say, 
have its roots in Africa. Some kind of way this white man with power over the media have brainwashed the masses that Africa is not this is not that. Now I will I will say this much, it may not have as many uh uh bright minds because of the universities and access to universities and all of that that the, that the states have. And keep in mind what we do, Mike. I don't know if you know this or not, but a lot of times our government go into these countries whenever they find someone is bright. They allow them to come into the United States. They court them, if you will, out of their country into our country and use their talent. And what they offer these young people is almost like Hollywood. They offer them a place to stay, and they end up courting them, and they end up staying in the States. So it's a kind of a thievery. We steal bright minds out of Africa. You go to the universities, who's teaching there? The brightest minds from India, the brightest minds from the Congo, the brightest minds from Nigeria, the brightest minds from Chad. So remember that. Remember yeah. the strength of there's, there's the strength of America technology. The strength of America's technology is stolen minds from all over the world. Yeah. Go ahead, y'all. It's unfortunate yeah. it's unfortunate it's unfortunate that there's there's this young brother who's a programmer now doing some amazing things. I forget what he just won an award, but they're Ghanaians especially because they're so resourceful. Like, we waste a lot in America, so we throw out stuff. But they're so right. resourceful and innovative. Exactly. And, and can, because of, like, they got, they got cards that we would have threw away a long time ago, and they're still running. They, they, they're so innovative, but what they lack is investment and opportunity. No different than a lot of the African Americans who have all these bright ideas, but we get passed up for loans because they redline. Or, you know, we just don't have the opportunities to be able to, to, to grow. And, and then when those who do are brilliant minds, they usually take those technologies and, and whitewash it, and, and, and they really don't understand. Like even the cell phone technology came from African-Americans. Everything that has been very successful it, it has been stolen. And, and, and it's okay, but it's good to acknowledge, you know, those, you know, the scripture says, you know, Give credit to where credit is due. You know, a workman is worth its hire. You know, so giving praise to those who who were the foundation of technology and and innovation is important to me. And I'm glad you mentioned that stuff because it's you can never you can never minimize the efforts and the contributions of African Americans because it's really not it's really not said enough actually. <laughs> yes, and that's and, just and, my and humble it, opinion. Can I say something? comments so we can move on, please. Go ahead. Okay, my friends. First of all, the uh, who discovered blood plasma? The person who uh, did it was a black American, Charles Richard Drew. He yeah. did the blood. I mean, whatever you this blood test they do on you and and uh, all uh, blood plasma, you need a blood transfusion, you need platelet transfusion is because of Charles Richard Drew. Nobody know about it in the United yeah. States. <laughs> it's it's right. crazy, my friends. But, you know, uh, when you t- tell a person in the United States Linux, he says, what the heck Linux is? But <laughs> Ghana, Africa, 
uh, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, China, and all uh, India and Australia use it to, uh, I mean, the, the only system they use is Linux because yes, it's servers. overly the servers on Linux. Yes. secure. Yes, Everything yes. runs on Linux, my friends. You know that. Michael, listen, yeah, we got to move on because I got some other things to cover. But the killer got to wrap this show up pretty quickly. Okay, but thank you for yeah. your call all the way Thanks, from Mike. Singapore. Okay, pleasure, pleasure. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, folks, and that was Mike all the way in Singapore, huh? Well, listen, brother Kalo, let's take a little short break, and uh, when I come back, I want you to uh, be thinking about these topics. Uh, I, I want you to hit the visa. We talked about the passport. Just um, hit the visa quicker because this is just a really quick thing to talk about security. And I still want you yeah. to hit, please, please hit uh, networks and things to join with other African Americans once uh, our brothers and sisters do get in the uh, nation of Ghana, okay? Again, yeah. uh, please hit uh, that. Uh, because a lot of people, that's where they're at, brother. They just, <laughs> they want to know, you know, this is all new. This is all new. And you're talking about going some way, going someplace uh, uh, outside of everything they know. And then, again, we're fighting off these little thoughts of white supremacy in our mind and say, you know, we're not good enough. Africa ain't good enough. You know, we'll go there comparing it to the states. And, you know, it's a certain mind we have to go with, you know, things may not be quite up to the state's part in certain aspects, but you got to look at the overall good. It don't take long to get some of this mess we got here in the States. It's just technology. It don't take but a year sometimes. It's fast as a year. It don't take much to build an airport. It don't take much to, to be, you know what I'm saying? So um, I just acknowledge, I just admonish all of the listeners to so do your own research. We're just giving you some tools tonight. Brother Kayla, you okay with a, a, little, a quick little break, right? Sure. First of all, sure. anything, anything quick, anything you have to say really quick about the, the brother that was just on? Anything? No, I was wonderful because technology is important. We didn't, you know, we don't touch on that. And the with with and be having innovation, coming into Ghana and actualizing maybe a dream of starting a business. Uh, Ghana is definitely a place for that and. Yeah, I'm glad he called. Okay, okay. Well, listen, folks, uh, I'm enjoying this. Uh, we've, we've hit a lot of things tonight, and I hope you all are being blessed by this um, show, this program, this ministry, if you will, over here at Five Smooth Stones. Uh, we're very serious tonight. There needs to be a change. There's time for a change. And... Uh, <laughs> We get, we better quit trivializing this, folks. We better if you if you if you don't want to move now, I understand, but start thinking about it, start entertaining it. You know, some people may need to have dual places. At, at you know, some of y'all may just want to go at least to visit and just see with your own eyes, and then you know you can give it all those stereotypes you had in your mind. People ain't stupid. Americans ain't stupid. If it wasn't all that, they would be going over there and staying. All right, folks, we're gonna take a little short break. Uh, and uh, we'll be right back. Don't know how, but you did it. 
again, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is Brother Seth. I'm going to play that song You're in the background. I don't like that because truly he made a way. Folks, listen. At the end of the day, as I said before on the last show, the safest place in the whole wide world for all of us is not in Ghana, it's not in Israel. It's not in America. It's in the will of the Father. This, whatever the Spirit is saying to you right now. And I have learned in my 57 years of living in America is that we got to be very careful with looking at this country, how we look at this country. Again, a lot of our mindsets are off. It is not kingdom-centered. We do not trust the Father like we're supposed to. We trust white power. America is a form of white power. It's a form. Yes, it is. We listen to their version of greatness. I'll tell you what a nation that is great. A nation is great when it fears the most high. When its principles and precepts, the way it handles its citizen is that of the father. You're always going to be better coming out with a small country than you are a large country because the larger things are especially if it's number one, supposedly, whatever that means. But no, really, if it's number one like in military and number one in influence, there's only two ways a nation become number one. It's hard to become number one if you, when you're really big. This is just as a rule, no matter where you live. This is even this 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 really relates to, and I'm coming to you, brother Kalo. This even relates to big companies. The bigger you are, the harder it is to control. So in order for you to be big and number one, you either got to be very godly. Or you got to be very satanic. A smaller company or a smaller nation is easy to 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 get on one accord because it's smaller, smaller issues to deal with. Smaller companies, you know, it's better that when companies are smaller, they care more about you than when they become Walmart size. I've had the opportunity to take people. And to Israel, and, 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 and uh, I think it's been like 40 people that I've actually personally taken to Israel, trying to introduce them to another way of thinking. And uh, that's all Brother Seth is doing tonight, is just trying to introduce something different into our psyche. And eventually when the fires turn up, because right now ain't nobody trying to hear us, I understand that. Some people are, though. Some people plan just that well. And then other people, you know, you just haven't heard the Spirit tell you to move. And, and guess what? You are doing a great job. You just stay where he have you. If he never tells you to leave this country, you follow the Spirit and not Brother Seth or any other blog or any other person. Even if the fire is turned up, it may be you may be one of those persons that's supposed to be here to do whatever. I don't know what, but the Scripture does say, in Revelations 18 and 4, come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people, that you may not partake of her sins and of her plagues, which is nothing more than destruction. So listen, Israel had to come out of Egypt. 
Israel, our ancient forefathers, has to come up out of Israel physically. And for some of us, I believe that's what it's going to have to take for our complete deliverance. And the flip side of the coin is if you stay and you're not led by the Spirit, if you stay and you're not led by the Spirit, those miracles he's not going to be able to perform unless it's just mercy. Because the fire is turned up and you're not, and you're not following that voice that leads us in and out of danger. For some people it means leaving. But if you can hear his spirit, I just believe the Father is going to always, always be trying to protect his own. If we can just hear his spirit. The problem is, if we can't hear his spirit, then how are we going to be salvaged? If you can't hear the general in the army, how can you be saved in a war if you don't have a radio? You don't know where to go. You might be sleeping with the enemy. And the enemy tonight is not a particular people. The enemy is, I believe, evil spirits. I believe this enemy is ignorance in people. They don't know who we are. They will be abusing us because they don't know who we are. They'll be abusing themselves because they don't know who they are. Deception. People with a little bit of truth but with lies also is going to abuse themselves and us. And people with complete no information, like I said, partial information or just a complete lie that they believe. This the enemy. A person with no information or little information or completely false information. That's an enemy. And it don't have a color on it. And then there's evil spirits. But the Father's provided a way around all of that if we follow the Spirit. But what if, what if you can't hear? What if you can't hear? Let's go to Brother Kalo. Okay, Brother Kalo, you're back again. Thank you for just tuning in, Brother, and being a guest on the show tonight. I'm going to come at you with some questions. I'm going to limit you to about a minute or two for each question. Sure. Sure. But you, we've been covering things that I think that need to be covered. People have their doubts, their fears, and we've addressed a lot of that. So speaking of doubts and fears, let's talk about uh, the security portion of Ghana. Yes. What did you you, yes. you kind of went over there last time. No more than a couple of minutes, please, about the crime yeah. index. Please I, go into that. Yeah. So, so you know, a lot of people are you know, expressing their concerns because of all the propaganda about the violence in Africa and things like that. But as I said, Ghana is a very peaceful place. So I pulled up the crime comparison between the United States and Ghana, and and there are only the only difference is by two points. But and that's only again because you know of the 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 what they call corruption and bribery. Cause so easy to bribe anybody to get out of trouble, whether it's police or anything. But the safety scale is actually. <laughs> it's actually better in Ghana from a safety perspective. And it is, I mean, it is safer to walk at night in Ghana than it is to walk at night in America. So, so, but if you come to the Kingdom Project Group and you wanted to visit, um, we will accommodate you at our command center in Ghana. And our brothers will actually meet you at the airport, provide security for you, if that could, because we felt that that will make 
you feel more comfortable until you learn the area and you feel comfortable. Uh, we can provide that for you uh, at no charge. But if you feel like giving to them, that's great. Uh, but no charge, we do that out of love, and they will assist you. And and even if you wanted to go somewhere and you feel you're unsecure, they will go with you. Uh, also give you guidance around the city. Uh, so you're, you're, you don't have to worry about security. Um, uh, in Ghana as much, to me, you need to worry about more about that in America than in Ghana. So it's a safe place. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Now, can you also mention, just bear, bear with me being on speak, everybody, but can you go over just some of the other groups there? And uh, yeah, have, I, we talked offline, off, off the air, about groups that is welcoming African America as well there. Because somebody yeah. might want you as a, uh, they might want to plan B. They may want to work the Kingdom Project as plan A, but just in case they fall out with you or some other brother. It's nice to have a little rolodex you can go to. That's security for some people. Right, right. I I really uh, think that you should join the African American Association of Ghana. And the reason why I say that because that is a whole bunch of African Americans coming together. So whether it's businesses, uh, if you're an elder, they have an elders group. Uh, they have all sorts of memberships. They have a youth program. And they really focus on assisting you with information as well. There is, uh, you can go to them without being a member, but they do have membership. Uh, it's about $22 for yearly dues. It's 100 Ghana CDs, but that's about $22 in American money. And, and that is a great first place to start to get information. Uh, they're more formal, and, and they can assist you. And then it's a great networking opportunity, especially if you're an entrepreneur looking to establish yourself. They can give you guidelines in how to do that. So that is the only thing that I can recommend. There are other smaller organizations that help. There's some diaspora communities there. Um, but that is a one-stop shop where you can go and get all the information you need, network um, as, as well, and I, I do want to mention this, Seth, getting your children in school in Ghana is very easy also. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I was in Ghana the, uh, the last time, there was a lady who came down. She put her son right into school, no problem. Ghana has elevated because you used to have to pay for middle school, but elementary school, middle school, they call it secondary school, uh, it's free now. Uh, it, it's actually which was causing a void because a lot of people uh, couldn't even afford to uh, pay for the, the uniforms because they do wear uniforms and, and the books, which was a requirement. But it's free now, so it's very easy to get your child into the school system. And also, Ghana has a great transp transportation system. Matter of fact, I'm in Alabama, and I haven't seen a bus since I've been down here. But in Ghana, you can literally go anywhere you like, all through Ghana, Togo even. It, they will take you wherever you go, and it's called the Trotro there. It's very, very affordable. Taxis can start getting expensive, and, and especially if you're new in Ghana, they'll try to take advantage of you because you don't really know what's right to pay. Um, 
and you can negotiate with the drivers on on what they pay. But uh, the troll troll is very inexpensive. Be careful. They'll, they'll the, some of the guys that collect money. They'll try to charge you a little bit more too. But it's very inexpensive. I think it's like a Ghana CD, which is again that's like you get in a free ride if you, you exchange one dollar <laughs> because you'll get four four point seven in exchange. Uh, so it's almost like getting the free. Uh, and 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 but it's very effective in getting around through John. Powerful, powerful. Listen, uh, let me ask you this question again. We're wrapping up the show here, folks. So just bear with us. There's a lot of information really quickly. This might be the most important part of the show here because we're going to cover a lot. Visas, multiple entry versus single entry. Can you go over that real quick? Of course, everybody got to yeah. get your passports first. But then after you get your passports, uh, go ahead. Single entry visa. Yes. Talk a little bit about that, please. Okay. So my first trip, I had a single entry visa, and it didn't expire actually to 2020. So uh, not 2020. It was like 10 years they did it for. So it gives you the opportunity to go whenever you can, but but it makes it difficult because you have to go through the visa process again. So pay a little extra, get the multi-entry visa. That'll allow you to come and go. How much? How much, please? Okay, so the multi-entry visa is, I think it was like $75 uh, for the multi-entry visa, anywhere from 50 to $75 for the multi-entry visa. Um, and, uh, and then they will stamp it in your passport when you send that to them back, and you'll see the multi-entry visa uh, there, and then that will allow you to go back and forth whenever you like, without, without having to go through the embassy, Ghana embassy again, uh, to get to gain access to Ghana. Okay, I appreciate that. And um, let's see, we've talked about the passport, the visa, security. Uh, you talked about networks there. Now, you talked about networks in Ghana, but there are other organizations in other nations in Africa. You want to hit on that real quick? Or, or will you now? I know some things you come on the Kingdom Project. This is what we're gonna do, folks. Out of just so we can get more information to you, I'm on his page right now called Kingdom Project Group. All you have to do, those of you that are friends of mine on Facebook, is just look at my groups. You can find it there, or you can just type in, like you say, Kingdom Project Groups. It's the closed group. And, Brother Kalo, maybe you can put on there groups in Africa, organizations in Africa that are doing the same thing as what the Ghana president did when he declared 2019 the year of the return for African Americans and those that have been taken from Africa, West African, taken all kinds of places. It's, it's the year of the return, and we believe because of House Resolution 1242 with the government announcing us being in America for 400 years, this is all prophetic that he would do this. Why would this man pick 2019? You know, he, I mean, again, this is the government of the United States declaring that African Americans have been here. And that HR, we covered this last week. Y'all got to listen to the show last week. Um, we talked about that. Actually, it was a show before that where we actually talked about that House resolution. So y'all tune in for that, please. Um, Brother Kalo, 
uh, if you could, uh, if you want to talk about other groups that's inviting African Americans to their country, you can. But I think for time's sake, what I like to do now, now I'm looking at the time. Let's just go ahead and you can put that on your. your can you uh, promise us that you put some on the uh, Kingdom Project group uh, uh, page yes, about other mm-hmm. groups in Africa and other countries that's doing the same thing as the president yes. is doing of Ghana when he opened open up that nation to African Americans and really not just African Americans but anyone taken from those from Ghana and, and uh, you know uh, yes. uh, he offered an apology and said that this should never happen again they swear that it would never happen again uh, it's kind of like a um, anyway um, I'm kind of moving a little slow here I'm a little tired to tell you the truth but he this man y'all gotta go to YouTube and see it with your own eyes Lee, go to YouTube and see where the president of 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 um, Ghana actually uh, talked about this, and just type in year of the return and yeah. uh, Ghana, and you'll get this moving, moving speech by him. But uh, I don't know if we missed anything. You covered the shots, uh, or you covered the pills, rather, for malaria. Yes. But some people mm-hmm. concerned about that. Uh, I know people that went to Africa and didn't take any shots. I have to throw it out there. But it's up to you. Again, everybody, move on your faith and your level of trust in the most high. You feel like you need to take those shots. You do just that. Uh, Brother Kalo, any last words? Because i got to wrap this show, please. Anything you sure, uh, sure. care to share with the uh, members? And I don't know, folks, we're going to do a part three. If we do, it may be talking about other African nations or other places in the world yes. that are opening up doors for African Americans. Because remember, folks, this is serious. Maybe not now for some of you. Maybe not in two or three years for some of you. Maybe not in five years for some of you. But eventually, the heat, when it's turned up in this country, you are going to be looking for a place to go. If nothing else, dual citizenship, some place to go uh, when things are rough. And then, you know, because some of y'all know y'all think. You might say, oh, I want to come back. i got family here. Well, maybe you, maybe for some of you, it might be dual citizenship. I have a niece. Uh, and, uh, I won't call her name. I don't want to throw a business out there. But she has... She can come back and forth from Israel to the U.S., and she's loving it. You may want that because, folks, I'm telling y'all things about the change. If nothing else, get your passport. That that's, that's would be first yes, base. Definitely. And start yes. looking at possibly, if not living, just a, 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 just, a, just, just visit and just see, could I live here just in case, just in case something go down. Okay, because yeah. a lot of us, just be honest, be honest, family and friends. Y'all listen to the spirit. You know you don't. You don't listen to that rock enough to be trusting your families in, in in your hands. You're not that guided. You're guided by what well, white so-called, a, a lot of our white brothers, not that they, they, they don't listen to the spirit. A lot of them do more than some of us, but you listen to what most Americans listen to is what I'm trying to say. We're very carnal. We're a very carnal nation. We do, we're do. we not in tune to the spirit. So you better have a backup plan, and I do mean that. We better have a backup plan. That's not just to ask the Americans. You know, folks, I'm serious. Things are about smart. to get ugly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so go ahead. Last question, Yeah, it's just wise. It's wise, and I think overall, you know, there's a couple of groups, the alleged group, but if you join the Kingdom Project group, uh, there's information about the Belize, like you mentioned, Seth. There's also Nigeria. There's people working within the Kingdom Project Group and other areas in Africa. You can find that information in some of the posts. But as you were saying, to me, from a whole person perspective, 
you will be healthier in Ghana as a result of the weather. You'll be you'll feel the freedom that you may have never felt. If you retired, you'll be able to get the liberty of being financially liberated and living a life where you can focus more now on your brothers and helping your other brothers as well as developing the local Ghanaian Ghana, uh, economy. There's just as so well many as, opportunities. Right, as well as having your money go straight to those banks. Remember that because that's a little yeah. concern for some people. Yeah, but no, I love what you, you said about investing in other Ghanaians, Ghanaians uh, welfare by hiring them as maids and just 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 doing business with any company there in Ghana yeah. with money from the U.S. pot, so to speak, but not right. spending it in the U.S. but spending it with with the people in Ghana. That right there is probably the best thing you said all night. But go ahead and finish up. Right. Yeah. So the Ledge Group, if you're really interested. To put a small invest, begin investing in Africa. There's a name, guy named Peter, and he is the CEO of the Ledge Group. You can find it on Facebook. I think it's like $400 for membership. They do major investments. They buy, they bought multiple acres of land in Zambia, and they're doing and fit partnering 50/50, undercutting all the competition because we're not greedy. We're helping our brothers. They're, do, they're doing farming out there and coffee, and that's a great way to contribute to the African economy. And uh, eventually, you know, it's going to be free-flowing in Africa as they work towards uh, breaking down some of the borders and not requiring passports for, for Africans to go from place to place. Uh, so it's, there's great opportunities out there. A lot of the other people like China, they're, they're seeing the opportunities. We as African-Americans, we are the Joseph that was sold into slavery. And, and some of our people in Africa were a part of that, and they admit that. That's why you were saying they gave an apology. But we came back as Joseph with the knowledge and the wealth of being in Egypt, and we can do major things to help our brother um, in times that you would never even think. And, and, and it doesn't take much. You could be having a, a, a moderate job, and then you go to Africa and implement something you've always wanted. Uh, they still have Amazon businesses. You can put your business on Amazon and, and still make money that way. There's so many ways that you can make money. Photography, there's so many opportunities because a lot of Ghanaians don't have the money to be able to build these kind of businesses. So you can go down, start doing basic uh, 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 advertising, and the next thing you know, you know, people are, are calling you for all sorts of things. Uh, it's very comfortable. You can just go up to business. Hi, you're American. They love doing business with America and Americans. So you definitely will have a competitive edge. Uh, but just remember, you know, uh, to hire a local Ghanaian. They will work hard for you. And they're very loyal people. It's a beautiful place. And I'm just, I was grateful to be here. Thank you for asking me back, Seth. And, you know, if anybody wants to reach out to me again, my email address is ben b e n yisrael one four four k at gmail dot com, and and I will try to get back to you as soon as possible. You know I'm very accessible. Uh, just a busy man, so sometimes it takes a little while before I can return return the email. But but I definitely like a personal touch. Um, I'm reachable, and I can answer any other questions you may have. And, and share more of my experience, my spiritual experiences of the Most High and how he brought me to Ghana. 
and what he revealed to me uh, as a result of it. So thank you, Seth, for having me again on your show. I really appreciate it. Well, brother, thank you. And we'll be in touch uh, uh, offline about this, that, and the other, maybe next week or something, if we can do something else. Uh, but listen, thank you. I, I'm so appreciative to your gift to uh, to all tonight. And uh, remember, this is a recorded show, everybody. Pass this to your friends and text this link. Even after the show goes off, you can text the link and they can press play and listen after the show goes off. Brother Kalo, you did a wonderful job. We covered all kinds of stuff. We attacked the fears a lot tonight. I was glad for that. So thank you very much and all the calls that contributed. Appreciate everything. Okay, brother? Yeah, thank you so much. Everybody have a good evening. All right. Shalom. Shalom. Okay, folks. That was Brother Kalo all the way from Ghana. I don't know what we're going to do in the future with him. Uh, maybe I know next week we're probably going to talk about some other countries and welcoming African Americans because I feel in my spirit a deep calling to keep this before the people. Quit trivializing leaving this country. It is an option. It is not silly. It is not dumb. Like I say, some people may they're on the scared side. You know, they don't. They're not ready quite to leave just yet. You know. I believe that the Father is going to put move a remnant of us. So some of you is never going to be a part of that because you're so afraid. Uh, but at least if you can start visiting some of these places that are running over to Europe all the time, go check out some of these African countries that need your dollar anyway. So it's good on all types of levels. But more importantly, it could save your families, your children's children's children, life, legacy, heritage especially when the heat is turned up like I think it's going to be. And let's just say we're wrong and it's not turned up and all y'all tripping. What's, isn't it a great idea to not always spend your whole life creating this golden calf? Wouldn't you like to invest in some of these so-called other countries, third world nations, which I don't know who, where that name come from? Wouldn't you like to help be a part of the rise of people that look like you that's been oppressed since your whole during your whole lifetime? What if America does fall from number one to number twentieth? I mean, shouldn't they get a part of that? I'm not trying to wish America fall or nothing like that, but I'm just saying Aren't we, aren't we supposed to be good Samaritans anyway? You know, you know, you're not going to give to Africans. So, you know, some of y'all actually do. But what? So, if you actually do give to some of the African organizations, feed the hunger and all this stuff that y'all believe in, which some of that is, 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 is propaganda as well. But what's wrong with going there in person and then really loving on those people and being a blessing with some of y'all's retirement money if you're going to go there again? I'm just starting the conversation, folks. This may be a 10-year thing. This may be a 20-year thing. I could very well be talking about this, you know. I don't think it's going to be that long, but I don't know. I just know it's in my heart to not to put forth information out there to stop trivializing leaving America. Back of white supremacy to say that we can't make it without the, without white, without the white man. When everything started with dirt-colored people. So look for future shows on 
other African nations inviting us and just Brother Seth and Five Smooth Stone Network continually doing what they're doing. Again, follow the show, follow the show, and forward this link to as many people as possible. Love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night. God bless. Royalty, royalty, power to the chosen people. Bible in my hand, word inside my heart, and pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something. Looking for a life, trying to find the truth. But we give them doubt, saying we do something we don't. Hurting people, saying we do things that we won't. Wolfing, she's clothing with a cross on his chest. Taking people money, promising to be blessed. But power to the chosen people, who at one point wasn't viewed as an equal. His own chosen people, royal priesthood. That you've been called out of the darkness Into the marvelous light Do you know who you are? Royalty Once we weren't the people Now we are the people Do you know who you are? Then, Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.